and welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your hosts, Daniel. And Daniel. Hey, Daniel. How you been this week? Tired. Tired? Yeah. Working hard, I see, huh? Actually, it hasn't been too bad this week, but I'm just recovering from the holiday stuff. Yeah, yeah, working hard. You know, this is, I'm not going to lie, this is some pretty lame banter. We should be talking board games or something, shouldn't we? Eh, we'll get into the board game yeah. discussion here. If you've been watching us live on Twitch, you know where we're going with this. <laughs> We've done, in the past three weeks, we, we might do two episodes tonight. So in the past three weeks, I want to say seven episodes? This would be the sixth episode in the last three weeks. Yeah. So Because uh, before Christmas, we did three episodes. Right. Which the last one should be going up this week. Right. Uh, last week before New Year's, we did two episodes, which should be starting next week. Right. And this one will be like end of December, plus whatever we record after this. Right. Exactly. So we're trying to, we're trying to come back full swing. 2022 is the year that we are really bringing in full swing of content for you guys. We want you to enjoy it just because... We we know that people have been watching it. We've been we've been actually looking over the data. Yeah, the statistics. And, and uh, mind me if I give out some shout outs. Real <laughs> go quick. go right ahead. Whoever is listening in Minnesota and Ohio, thank you because those are easily our highest viewerships. Yeah, outside of our state. Outside of our state. Yeah. yeah, our state is probably the highest so far. But Ohio, everybody who's in in Ohio. And uh, I'm specifically giving shout outs, so comment below. <laughs> and if you if you hear this, you know, go to either our YouTube channel, Everyday Board Games, or or they can uh, comment to us on Podbean as well. Podbean. Yeah, it was, we'd love to hear from you guys because those have been some of our biggest download rates and views. So we also, really appreciate you. Our Twitter account at EBG Podcast. You can get in contact with us there as well. Yeah, we want to give you a shout out. So thanks again, and by all means, join us live too. Also, so we friends. noticed uh, Ontario had some downloads. So once again, yeah. thank you, Tabletop Bellhop. If, if it was you, if not, whoever it is, still thank you. Um, <laughs> we're just assuming it's Tabletop, tabletop Bellhop. Yeah. yeah, you know. A fellow, a fellow podcast uh, who just so happens to be in Ontario. Yeah. So, um, as well as, you know, what shocked me was we had some downloads in the Philippines. Yeah. A few in the Philippines, which was interesting. You know, it, anybody who's Filipino and listening to this, thank you also. They, they, I mean, anywhere. Really, yeah. thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah. Um, just on our audio side, we were just looking at the statistics, like we said before we started this. And, Wow. The growth that we started from mm-hmm. what we were like happy with five, yeah, probably on maybe, average, maybe, maybe, and now we're averaging like 20 downloads in our first week, yeah. So, oh, speaking of, so our friend uh, Mario Fanatic, he he gave us a shout out real quick on Twitch, so he's hoping to see Sentinels of the Multiverse. I- I'm gonna give you a spoiler, it's on honorable mentions. It's unfortunately not in our top eight debate, but that doesn't mean we won't bring it up because we will. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. But he said that he is going to see a superhero themed movie tonight. I'm assuming I know which one that is. I'm assuming I know which one that one is and too. We've both seen it. So let's save him some time by telling him how it is. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, no. so a funny story. I know I'm on another tangent. Um, what I, else is new? I went, on, <laughs> I went to lunch with a few of my colleagues today. Yeah. And we were talking, and one of them, uh, one of them said, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I haven't seen Spider-Man yet. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And, the, and and one of my colleagues was like, yeah, there was this crazy thing that happened and straight up told her like one of the biggest twists in the movie. Oh, man. And, and I almost felt bad, but at the same time, eh, you know, I mean, you would have found it out by watching the movie. 
But no, still, come on. No, Don't I, spoil I, someone's I, fun. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not trying to spoil the fun. It's just like, it was just like so nonchalantly that she didn't notice that she was doing that. And I was like, oh yeah, there was this time where this, this, and this happened. And specifically, this, this, and this happened. And you, I think you know what I mean yeah. by this, this, and this. Um, <laughs> which isn't spoilers, but like you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just like, it, it wasn't, I was expecting like violently punch violent punch from my colleague you know all the spoilers but if that's the movie you're gonna go see mario fanatic uh thanks for tuning in hopefully you'll enjoy the movie maybe you'll be able to see at least part of the debate but otherwise enjoy the movie yeah no um if it's the one i think it is it i enjoyed the movie i no. i'm a huge superhero fan that's why i pushed for this one right and it's convenient <laughs> that this so that's the, one of the first movies I've watched in a long, <laughs> long time. Yeah. And I'm not a superhero fan. <laughs> no, but your family is. But my family is. Yeah. You know, and I, although after this movie, I told her, I was like, I don't ever want to go see a superhero movie ever again because <laughs> half of it was just talking about stuff that happens in the universe. And I go, know nothing of that. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh my gosh, look at this amazing revelation. I'm like, about what? Like, he, like they just said a quip, like... Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, they no. could do a better uh, chance of it letting it... Um, what it is, where it could be standalone that kind of ties into the right. rest of the MCU. But no, they, they everything just goes all out MCU. That if you don't reason, watch something in the prior stuff, right. you're like lost. There's only one reason I would consider watching the older movies. And that's because of my, one of my favorite directors directed them, Sam Raimi. Uh, and if he could do amazing things with like Evil Dead and Under <laughs> Darkness, I'm sure it's probably not that bad. And when, um, once again, welcome Illuminus. And let's uh-huh. see if he can predict all the superhero games. All right. Feel free to shout him out in the comments while, while we're loading. And we will either confirm or deny them. We'll find out. Also, I'm going to put this here. Nope, wrong one. Oh, oh, live, live troubleshooting. Right, no, it wasn't no, live troubleshooting. I was trying to send the same link. This way they can see what where we're pulling the games from. Oh, that's right. Yes, the Board Game Geek. So, as always, we're going to be doing one of our top eight debates today. And the way this works is, quite simply, we take the top eight games on BoardGameGeek.com, mm-hmm. uh, rank them by a category, subject, a mechanism, designer, publisher, whatever. Anything yeah. that you can put them in order by. And take the top eight highest rank that we've both played, and then we're going to debate to see which one, in our opinion, are completely non-biased, uh, scientific approach opinion, <laughs> is the best out of those. So, that'll be in the running for some of our top uh, or Champions Edition. The Champions Edition. Soon. Yeah, I think in March. Yeah, in March will be our second Champions Edition. Uh, but, just for everybody to remember, Gloomhaven was our first champion. So right, we need to do right. this for eight years. This way we could do a top eight. <laughs> top all... eight debate for champions. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, eight years from, or I guess it would only be uh, six years after this March. That's not that bad. So. The heck was that? All right, so. My phone just went all crazy, so I was confused. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I mean, it's not like we were professionals at this or anything. No, it's just uh, reminding me that I have a delivery tomorrow. Oh, fun. Okay, hopefully it's a board game? No. Oh, how lame. Why would you even acknowledge that over our podcast? Because it's a new TV. 
are you going to use to watch videos about board games? Heck yeah. All right. We're full circle. Let's do this. So uh, just for everybody to know, I know we get off tangent quite a bit. This one's no. theme is superheroes. We were t- kind of talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. But this is the top eight theme superheroes. This is also from BGG. So that's what we went with is theme. Yeah, the theme superhero. Not mechanism superhero because <laughs> I don't know many people who can Or do that. category superhero. Or publisher superhero. <laughs> Designer superhero. Yeah, there, there's not really one of those, but that's all right. And, of course, as always, we posted the poll in, in uh, or on the Board Game Revolution forum in... Um, on Facebook, so go check them out. Uh, Board Game Revolution group on Facebook, and you can always comment and, and vote, vote on, on those because that's important. We we put it up on there. We weren't sure if we were recording today, yeah. So it was kind of last minute that we posted it. So if you're watching us live, please by all means go over to that group and go vote for and go vote, yeah, because we're going to leave it open right. as we're going along. So whoever is the highest vote getter, if we're tied in the first round. That's what's moving on. If it's tied in the second round and they got more votes between that period, they're moving on. We're keeping it live today. We're keeping it live. That's right. In fact, I kind of like this. (laughs) I know this is going to be great until we get to the point in our viewership where people are actively voting against what we're debating. Um, Just to kind of sway the vote. And And mess with us. Yeah. At that point, we'll have to just shut it down prior to the... Prior to the... Yeah. We, We... Probably, if we're going to start doing like top eight debates, we should put, a, put it up on a Sunday. This way, yeah. when we do record, we'll have enough votes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, even like a day and a head, like we always got. Used to, yeah, yeah. So but I think that's what we'll stick with. We just time. don't know what we're recording half the time, <laughs> when we're recording right. half the time. That's right. So I think uh, just to give more people time enough to vote, let's go ahead and talk about our personal honorable mentions. And uh, if you agree with that. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so... I have right here, of course, our Coin of Doom, as always, today. Speaking of which, I had that. It is a 2018 Denver Penny. I've been, you know, I want to say in 2018, I actually went to the Denver Mint. You're such a nerd. I really am. My wife absolutely hated it. And I thought it was one of the most fascinating things. Actually, I wouldn't wouldn't mind going to the Mint. It would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, just the sound in there, it was amazing. It was amazing. And yes, Mario Fanatic, uh, pot, kettle, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're going to talk about our honorable mentions. This was tough for me, honestly, because I don't play many. I, as you heard in the earlier parts of the podcast, I'm not a big superhero fan. So the fact that superheroes are on a theme doesn't exactly excite me. Oh, like, hey, it, it doesn't bring me to the game. I'll, I'll get into that here in a little bit, right. what it happens to me. So so my a lot of my arguments, and I know you're going to be, since you're a much bigger superhero fan, I trust that, you know, whichever ones the mechanisms match the theme, I know you're going to take your bias out of it and be as thorough yeah. as you can. But I'm going to go simply mechanism on this, like which ones I think are better games. Like regardless of like, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat these games like you took the superhero theme out of it. And, and which is a good game and, and which, which one is yeah. as, as that part. So that's going to be my focus. So are you ready with the coin of doom? Well, I'm ready with the coin of doom. Are you? I sure am. And it's going to start with you, sir. All righty. So my first honorable mention is more of a dishonorable mention. I do have to put this one out there. And Illuminous just mentioned it. Mythic Games, Batman. Uh, what is it? Gotham City Chronicles, I think it's what it's mm. called. 
I have to say, I was really looking forward to playing this game. And the reason why this is a dishonorable mention is because I couldn't pull <laughs> another game out, really. I could c- talk about Batman Love Letter if you want, but sure. this one needs to be talked about. Batman Love Letter was decent, though. Yeah, Batman Love Letter was great. Yeah. This one, however, was the game that I was really, really looking forward to. And, we're, and luckily, I never kickstarted it because I couldn't afford it at the time, but yeah. a buddy got it. He was also a big Batman fan. And to me, this is probably... Batman? probably the biggest disappointment of a game that I've ever played. And not the game that was bad. The game is fun once you figure out how to play it. But for that rule book is the reason that it took me out of the game. That was one yep. of the worst rule books I have ever read. We couldn't figure out half the things they want because they didn't even print some of the iconography in the rule book, so we couldn't figure out what it is. We had to go to Board Game Geek for an errata that it was just oh, it was it was a disaster like bigger than the rule book yes because there was a lot of printing errors in that one and there was a lot of issues the game itself is okay it's a it's a it's kind of like uh almost tmt tmnt the 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 dice one with that made by kevin eastman and that one's pretty good but this one had like a whole river system based off the conan um board game and it just it was it was it was I wanted to like it and like Illuminous right. was saying is because the minis were amazing. No. But it that was one of the games that's when you're like, oh, they jumped the shark on that because they came up with Bat Cow. They Bat printed Cow? a mini for Bat Cow, who is a random character in the Batman series that is more recently a menagerie pet for the newest Robin, Damian Wayne. So <laughs> But yes, there is a bat cow mini in that game. Wow. It's like it was like four hundred dollars for the all in, and that was just season one. Then they came up with season two. Wow. Okay. So um. and so yeah, no, but this was my dishonorable mention. I had to put it out there because I really, really wanted to enjoy it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any guff for that. Because I'm hoping you don't give me guff for this one. Because I know you're going to. Even though I'm politely asking you not to. And, but no, the reason it's my number three honorable mention is because I really do think, uh, as far as a game goes, it's as fun as my other honorable mentions. And that's hit me. I'm sorry. It's superhero themed. On purpose. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It just so happens to be a game I designed personally. But the fact that I designed a game that was superhero themed goes beyond my comfort level and it is, does fit thematically. Kinda. Ish. I'm just gonna go back to doing what I'm All doing right. over here. And that was worth and it. So, keeping uh, my uh, <laughs> my because this is a family friendly podcast and I don't want to let things slip. Okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. And, and I'm glad you didn't immediately go for the lightsaber. Wait, why did I just remind you of that? <laughs> well, I knew where it was the whole time. It's right behind me. <laughs> Well, it, I really do think it stands on its own. I do think Hit Me's a good game. Uh, uh, go check the YouTube video. When you're comparing it to something like Monopoly. Right. I mean, well, it's definitely better than Monopoly. Yeah. 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 I mean, then I'll give it that. Hey, so the for the people who are running now, gag joke here. Which one would you rather play? Uh, Batman Chronicles or whatever that was. Arkham Chronicles or Hit Me. Batman Gotham Chronicles because I am sick and tired of playing Hit Me because I was about to mention the fact that that was the game I sold for you. Hit Me has a better rulebook. I'll give you that. All right. So it wins as far as 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 the rulebook part goes. 
if that were one of our categories. Yeah, but you would uh, hit me with lose in the uh, art and production value. Well, no, our new art is quite nice. Well, is, it, mean, is, probably, it, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it printed right. yet with the new art? Um, no. Then it would lose <laughs> in the art and production category. Fair enough. Fair enough. That that's fair. Well, that was my number three. Hit me. Designed by yours truly. Anyway, go for it. You got to flip the coin to doom. Oh, okay. I see. Right. You go for it. So my number two is a game that was actually perfectly timed. It was posted in our chat here, and I had forgotten about it. But it was actually legitimately a really fun game. That's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game from IDW. Um, what I like about it is the mechanism that I believe Kevin Wilson was the one who designed it. Um, he, I, I was saying Kevin Eastman because I was the the Kevin Eastman is the Teenage right. Mutant Ninja Turtle creator. Sorry, That's that right. was I got the Kevins mixed up. It, yeah, but <laughs> both Kevins were at the Gamma Trade Show that year that I met them, and they were both really cool guys. And that's why I wanted Kevin Wilson on our podcast is because he's just a genuinely really nice guy. And his, the mechanism that he uses is really simple, but really effective. Essentially, all all you do is you put you roll five dice, three are in front of you. Or you put them in a row. Three in front of you. One is slightly to your left. One is slightly to your right. That The ones that are on your left and right are shared with your left and right neighbors. Mm-hmm. Which is a really simple mechanism. But that way, it's kind of like drafting in a way since it's all cooperative. But the fact is, you get to choose what three focus on you the best. And how to benefit the players that you're adjacent to. That's a super cool mechanism. Now, I never got very far in the, in the game itself. But I probably would have. It was it was it was a solid idea and a solid design. I wish I had seen that in more games. Yeah, I I really do enjoy that game. I've only played the first scenario a couple of times. We were supposed to do the campaign on it. We just haven't. It. It's really good. The only issue is that it's a one versus many. So it's yeah. Teenage Ninja Turtles is uh, all cooperative. Yeah, it's a all cooperative, but someone has to run the bad guys. No, you can you can have somebody who's actually playing as a turtle run it. Like it's not it, it it's not so much an AI, but it's just more of upkeep. Yeah. Uh, so when we played it as a one versus many, someone oh okay, like a team versus that because that's how it says if you want to play like the full five player, someone just has to control. Oh, the five player version. Yeah. yeah no, if you play four, you can just do it as yeah basically upkeep. Yeah, but it, it was actually really cool. I love the die sharing part of it. Yeah. The only problem is if you die share, you don't get to use that die yourself. <laughs> right. Right, but I mean that works though. Like, yeah. it, it's also like part of it is that you want to be able to, to to roll enough that's good for you, but you have to rely on your on your colleagues to do it. See, I was not wrong. Mario Fanatic says uh, that it was a one versus many. There is a single pure co op scenario, but that's just a small thing against the mousers. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so that, like I, I knew it was a one versus many. Yeah, because we I I played it a two player with a game head geek. Okay, then I might have liked it better than his. The, if co-op. as a co-op it's really good but the it's just the one versus many doesn't really get to the table a lot and that right. was my big thing with it is i really wanted it but i have a one versus many that's been on my shelf of shame for like four years that's true that's actually true. what it's, it's 2022 now so six years 2016 is when i bought it okay <laughs> i was about to say it's like we only went through one year yeah year. you know that right no. yeah i had to do the math it's six years well wow. it'll be six years in october so five and a half or so yeah, give or take. Yeah. That's fine. So my number two, and this is actually a um, honorable mention, not a dishonorable mention. There's the last one. This is Marvel Villainous. Mind you, I've only played this once. 
I love the mess at a Disney villainous. Mm-hmm. I have a great time with it. And for me, I don't really need a Marvel villainous because they play pretty much the same, even though it's asymmetric. Yeah. The only difference about Marvel villainous is that you make a shared pool of fate cards. And so if you do like a fate action in Disney villainous, you choose one of the players who you're going to pull from the fate deck. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> And yes, I already know about that. Yep, uh, bring it up during the podcast. But in the Marvel villainous version of it, it's a shared pool. So all the fake cards get shuffled together with some, um, I guess, team things that you as villainous have to take care of as well as your own personal ones. So whatever happens is when you pull a fake card, you pull one card and then you put it on whatever villain it's supposed to go to or you put it in the, right. the pool in the middle. And you guys have to take care of that cooperatively be for you to meet your mutual goal so the fates have to be taken care of i thought that was actually a neat trick to do for marvel villainous Absolutely. yeah because at disney villainous there's no interconnectivity really there's no. no metaverse for disney in a sense there is some movies that are kind of tied to other movies right. and you'll see like the easter eggs and stuff like that in there but in marvel it's all interconnected so there is a reason why Thanos would be working against Loki or yeah. stuff like that going on. So it makes a lot of sense for that aspect why there's a shared fate pool. Other than that, it plays pretty much exactly like Villainous. You you play your cards, you choose what action you're going to do. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I don't need both of it, though. I like Marvel Villainous. I can still play it. It's in one of my friends, probably in a couple of my friends' um, uh libraries so it's possible for me to play but i really did enjoy this one right so the what i just pulled up on on my phone uh the reason why i pulled this up it's the new expansion that i just announced for disney villain is bigger and badder and it has three of the most amazing villains like in any of the sets hands down these these Uh, are probably this is probably my favorite set of question speaking of syndrome which is the cover um, uh, and the bad the guy from the Incredibles, yeah, hey, so superhero theme, superhero now, right? <laughs> and then Lotso Bear from Toy Story Three, probably one of my favorite villains. Oh, he's dark, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, for yeah, something he, that's so cuddly. Yeah. Oh man, they really they ran with that idea. But my all time favorite, because this is from my favorite Disney movie of all times, Mad Madam Mim from Sword in the Stone. I like yes. Sword in the Stone, but it's not my favorite. That was about the biggest stretch that they could have made to find a villain. <laughs> you feel it from that one, yeah. But that's the only one that would have made sense. So I'm sure, you know, yeah, you'll probably have, you know, Arthur as one of the characters. Yeah. But really, it's going to be Merlin in the Fate deck. Dude, I'm stoked about that. I, I was so excited when I found out. I, I, I almost dropped my phone and broke it. it uh, speaking of which, I got uh, the most recent expansion for Christmas uh, with the Gaston and oh, yeah, um, Madame Tremaine. Uh-huh. So I have to look that one out. Uh, Mario Fanatic was asking, is there any Disney adaptation other than Sword in the Stone where the original author was involved with the film like T.H. White was? That's a good question. I don't think so. Not that mm, I'm aware of. Maybe Winnie the Pooh, but... I'm not exactly sure. Um, like the later movies, no, because that guy died a long time ago. Right. But maybe in the early versions, but no, I don't think so. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. Uh, now, is there any Disney adaptation as far as board games? No. No. Definitely not. Yeah. All right, moving on to our number one. <laughs> and our number one honorable mention from us. Starts with me. Starts with you. And so my number one honorable mention 
is a pseudo sequel that can co-op with one of our games on our list. And this, for me personally, is probably my favorite game on this list. Um, that Well, that isn't on this list, and that's X-Men United. Okay. I had a blast playing this one. I still haven't beat it. I mean, this is on your honorable mentions as a technicality. On a technicality, no. yes. It does play similarly to Marvel United. In fact, you can actually mix and match it however you want. Sure. What I do like about what this one does compared to Marvel United is that you can play against two of the characters or you can play as two of the char- or two of them. Right. So Magneto and Mystique are actually villains as well as heroes, so they actually come purple rather than red or blue. Yeah. Blue is your superhero colors. Red are your villain colors. These ones are purple because they can play as either one. Makes sense. And I really have a good time with this. It's a very simple co-op. Uh, you run around working as a team to try to meet the threats and defeat your big bad. Well, okay, I take that back. I have beaten this once by the skin of our teeth. And that was in a two-player. In a four-player game, we got crushed. <laughs> so yeah, as most co-ops, most co-ops, two players tend to be easier than a four-player game yeah. just because the way the, the bad stuff happens quicker. But, oh, my God, I've, I found this one to be great. I enjoy it. That This one, I went all in on it. So I am gonna. I got the base game, and I'll be getting all the extras. And the reason being, X-Men is my favorite Marvel. Yeah. I love the X-Men. I grew up on the X-Men. I read a lot of X-Men. I inv- and read the Nightcrawler comics growing up. He yeah. had his own comic line at that one point. So I am looking forward to getting all the expansions because I know every single one of those in there. I don't know all the Marvel Universe. <laughs> so, like, some of the ones that were in the Marvel United expansions, I'm like, okay, I get the Spider-One ones. I get the Fantastic Four ones. And then there's, like, this and this. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that one. And I believe Goop is actually your favorite mutant is in yeah. there. Uh, Dupe. Dupe, yeah. Dupe, yeah. D-O-O-P, Dupe. Yeah, no, that's my only mute. That's the only X-Men that I do find or that I do enjoy. But you know what? Go ahead and try and guess my top three superheroes. Just my personal ones. I dare you to try and guess. I have actually three favorite superheroes. Yeah, I, I, I'm drawing a blank because you're. They're going to be some random. No, you know of probably two of them. You definitely know of one of them. I with when it coming to you, uh, who knows? Who knows? Okay, so uh, one of them is Lab Man, which is probably one you haven't heard of. Yeah, he was the uh, character created by a magician named Rudy Kobe, and he, that's why they did make comics for it. Like. He they made comics for a lot of things. Doesn't mean I read them. He was like the opposite of a mad scientist. He was a scientist for good that would defeat these evil, evil villains. I have a Gloomhaven things. comic that I haven't read yet. Well, what was amazing about it is Rudy Kobe actually made a made uh, his second uh, on. I think it was on Fox, probably his second hour. Oh, on I special, know, I know one. Uh, he, I, now you you were just reminding me what one because you said Fox, and I'm like, okay, okay, now I know. You probably know one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you're right on that if it's the same one. but He's uh, blue? Yes. Yeah, we're on the same page here. Um, but, yeah, so uh, he actually made a special that he, an hour-long magic special, where all of these super villains would come and get one chance, and he'd, call, he'd spin the Wheel of Doom, and it would land on a random villain, and uh, they would have one chance to try and destroy him. And then otherwise, if nobody could do it, then he locks him away forever. And one of them was like a David Copperfield ripoff. 
His name was Magic Dave, and it was so dramatic. He was telling like these stories about making waffles and like just dumb <laughs> stuff, right? And uh, no wonder you like it. Always with the hair being blown and like the women like dancing around him and stuff. It was the funniest thing. I'll have to show you that sometime. But anyway, uh, so that was that's one of them. Go ahead and name my number two. Tick. The tick. Yeah. <laughs> tick is just all time funny. But my number one favorite superhero. One that I don't think gets enough love because he never had an animated series and he only had one movie as far as I'm aware of. One movie? One movie. Well, then it's not Ghost Rider because he had two. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think like random. He is, not, he is not in any of these universes. So he's not in a Marvel movie? No. He's not in a, no. a DC movie? No. He's none of those. So he's got to be like a Dark Horse comic. The only I, one I, I don't th- know if they even made I, they they might not have made comics about him. It was just one movie. It was a comedy. Well, that narrows it down. There was Mystery Men. That was a comedy too. Mystery Men was okay, but it, he wasn't. Was <laughs> the Shadow. No. Okay. <laughs> Blank Man. Oh, that's such a Blank stupid Man. movie. It's such a good. Movie. No, it's a stupid. Damon Wayans is amazing. Yeah, uh, he was good in Major Pain, but he was Blank great Man. in Major Pain. <laughs> Blank Man is so good. No, it he is, is not. He's the perfect superhero. It, I should have gone with your taste, he, and I should have come up with Blank what? Man because it's it's like saying <laughs> Blank Man is the equivalent of like Spider Man. Oh God, that's a horrible no, movie. Spider Man is so unlikely to like like little kids can't aspire to become Spider Man. Like nobody's gonna get like. Wave his hands like around some spiders hoping to become Spider-Man. No. But Blank Man, he is a nerd. He is a really weird, socially awkward nerd who becomes a superhero because he can invent these gadgets. That is something kids today can now learn. You do realize you described a lot of superheroes. Yes. But Blank Man was the most realistic. No, he was <laughs> yes, not. he was. He was amazing. <laughs> God, that was horrible. Tell us your number one. That was my number one. Lab Man, Tick, Blank Man. That was your number one honorable no, mention. number one honorable mention. <laughs> so one of the comments that we'll talk about here in a bit said that our top eight debate list really threw some shade at DC. Well, I'm going to hopefully make up for it right now. This is what I think is the best DC uh, <laughs> that, that ain't superhero. saying much. Yeah. That's DC Spyfall. And the reason why this works is because Spyfall is a great party game and it shouldn't make sense that superheroes work with it. The idea of Spyfall is simple. Uh, you have a packet of uh, multiple packets of cards. Mm-hmm. Each card has about eight cards in it. Or oh, each packet. Me. You shuffle up the packet and you deal out the cards to each of the player. It's a party game. And everybody secretly looks at their location and uh, and then starts asking each other questions. However, here's the here's the catch to this is that one of the players does not know what the location is. They're normally the spy. In the and the goal of each player is to find out who the spy is. Unless you are the spy, then you're trying to figure out what the location is. So the questions have to be vague enough that they can't just figure it out right away, but also specific enough to prove that you're not the spy that's trying to listen in. Mm-hmm. So it's real simple. The reason why DC Spyfall works is because they added a second spy, depending on the player count, which is the first spy is actually just the Joker, but then the second spy is Harley Quinn. And so that makes sense thematically, right? They're just trying to help out the spy, help out the Joker. 
But um, there there is a couple of universes. Like, so there's 30 packets in the original game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I think, had like 20, 25. Maybe. I think something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, fewer, but they're all set in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And two of them are specifically funny. One, um, everyone's the Joker. <laughs> and so technically everyone's a spy. And then it's just absurd. It doesn't break the game, probably. Yeah. But then there's also the multiverse packet, which is has one card from like different random locations. And you don't know that. So everybody's trying to give clues to the completely wrong location at the same time. Those two twists alone, those three twists, are just what sets it over the top and why I was willing to set aside the fact that I don't care about superheroes to make it funny. And and I love that concept, and I had since bought that game since then because I think it's a great, a great game that just so happens to be superhero-themed that works thematically in a weird way. Yeah, no, I, uh, I haven't played that one, unfortunately, but I've heard good things about yeah. it. Mind you, Spyfall apparently was a really good game. I haven't even played Spyfall. You've never played the original Spyfall? No. We're going to need to fix that one of these days. I say that, I think I've said that every podcast. Uh, yeah. Mm. There's a game we're going to need to fix that. No, Spyfall's phenomenal. Yeah, I heard good things. I just haven't played it. But also, it's because it's along the line of social deduction. And I know I'm trying to be more open about it, but that one still gives me the heebie-jeebies. Social deduction, necessarily. Yeah, it's a hit a betrayer type thing, but yeah, it just yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you're not when involved. I when I think about stuff like that uh, in a party setting, it sounds like a social deduction game. Yeah, yeah. There's more to it. It's more it's more along the lines of like a code names kind of deduction. So with that being said, that was our honorable mentions, or one of them was my dishonorable mention. And and your dishonorable mention on my list as well. <laughs> right. <sighs> so wait, what what's your favorite superhero then? My favorite superhero? Yeah. We talked about mine. Batman. Batman? I've always been a Batman fan, but I prefer Marvel Comics. So if I had to go Marvel-wise... Is it Batman par- Marvel? No, I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking, people. I know that much. Pop quiz. You said someone was... I uh, know sp- that much. I didn't <laughs> say I know much. Okay, so you're <laughs> saying Harley Quinn helps the Joker out in Spyfall. Sure. Do you know what her real name is? Mm, no. Harley Quinzel. Why does that matter? Because they all they did was shorten it to Harley Quinn just to make her sound like a Harlequin for Joker. That it's literally it's like really you came up with that? You know, that's just another reason why I don't like suit no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so Mario Fanatic, he said Professor X or Professor Xavier. I, yeah. see, I know that much. I know that's an abbreviation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if I, like I said, Batman's my favorite superhero because I really love that. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm a huge fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I love yeah. the original comics as well as the newer ones that are, uh, yeah, Illuminous got it. Harley, Harleen Quinzel, this is right. Harleen Quinzel, oh. Sorry. Sorry, but it's Harley as well, so. But, yeah, it's just weird how they went with that. It's like, come on, you could have come up with a better name. I get it. It's the puns, but you know how I feel about puns. Yeah. That's almost as bad writing as Blank Man. I mean. (laughs) No, Blank Man is horrible writing. But it makes me think about, like, uh, Stan Lee in Marvel. They love to give the names that start with the same letters. You got Peter Parker, Bruce Banner. Banner. It's Um, like, come on. Well, yeah, Joker didn't. I don't know. <laughs> All the superheroes, right? Yeah, but I, I, yeah. I enjoy this one. I'm really happy for this theme. I'm a huge uh, superhero fan. I have yeah. own a lot of the movies. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much own most of the MCU movies. I own a few of the DC movies, but they've been a major disappointment for me. 
Mm-hmm. But I own. Let me see here. Uh, everything but two on our top eight debate. Stop flexing your nerdism. Come on now. <laughs> but let's go into the people's you honorable. Haven't heard of Lab Man? What kind of fan, superhero fan are you? <laughs> I like good stuff. Whoa, you don't know. You haven't seen that, That's why Hit Me wasn't on my list. Whoa. All right. People were blood <laughs> Shots <and> fired. <laughs> Let's talk about the people's honorable mention. Uh, like we said, we just posted the list on here. Coming from Wayne, he suggested Hero Clicks, which, you know what? Had I thought of this, it would I, it would have made my honorable mentions. I have never played Hero Clicks. I owned Hero Clicks apparently because I won them like in an auction or something like yeah. that. It was a big box of them. My wife had a few. I don't know if she ever played them. It, it's worth getting a non-collectible set because I'll tell you why. The, the only reason I want some Hero Clicks, and I'll tell you why, and it's for one of the games on our list right now, Thanos Rising. I want to get the Hero Clicks of the the four main characters yeah. to use them instead of the little tokens. That's fair. That, that's a good reason. No. uh... Thanos Rising. Oh no, the Hero Clicks. The reason why it, what makes it so cool, is that obviously like the uh, the click part of it is the the go to collectible part. But and what makes it different than any other like little battle minis game? Because they could have just sold miniatures, right? Yeah. That clicking part, that mechanism, is actually really neat because the way it works is that it gives you a list of their stats. Uh, whether it's, um, I, I know Illumina says it's not that good. I know it was a big hit. It's not as good as it should have, as as the hype did. But really, um, I, I think it was a fun game because it would tell you their health, it would tell you their attack power, their speed, and all this stuff. All of their stats were listed in the little window that's on the base. And as they suffered damage, as would make sense, their life totals or their, uh, not only their hit points, but their speed, their stamina, their attack power, yeah. that would get diminished as well. So that's why you would click it, and it would actually lower the stats, which is a really good system for that. I mean, it, it wasn't the super the most balanced game ever, but that idea is really neat. Like, imagine a D&D character where you just go, like, on your character sheet, and then all of your stats are immediately available, and you dwindle down depending on what's happening. So I think that's a good pick. I get why people voted for it, and I don't disagree with Wayne for putting it on their list. I, again, I've never played HeroClick, so I wouldn't know. Um, Illumina says it wasn't all that great. Ba- uh, and I heard that. I heard some people say it's bad, but they still had fun playing it. Yeah. So I get it. I don't know if I would want to pick this one up, but it, this made me think of another game. If I don't. You, if you found a few at like a garage sale or something like a, a basket, I mean, it's worth a shot. I used to have some. We tried to sell them to the shop. They wouldn't take them. Well, if you used. Yeah. yeah. But it's fine. Um but I do have to say, it made me think of another Marvel game that is a miniature game, mm-hmm. and that is Crisis Core. Oh yeah, it looks good. I am not about to put that, that money investment into it. Yeah, no. Uh, so next on our people's honorable mentions, this was added by Josiah, and this one is the Sentinels Sentinels of the Multiverse. Again, a game that I haven't played. Uh, I heard some people like it, some people don't. I have played it. You have played it. I know a mutual friend of ours, I think he owns it, but it's just not something that's gotten to the table for either of us. Mario Fanatic, uh, unfortunately he had to take off, but yeah, he he quite likes Sentinels in the multiverse. In fact, I think he has everything for it. Um, Yeah, I just, when I played it, it was just a lot of, a lot of trying to figure stuff out. Like never, there was no move in it that seemed, that seemed like 
you ever had agency in the game. Yeah. Like it always seemed like like the most the most beneficial move was the most obvious. Like you'd play a card, it's like, well I need to do a lot of damage, so let's just play the, the card that does the most damage. Like that that's kind of how it always felt. Um but yeah, overall I mean I get why people like it. No, no, I, I get you. But I haven't tried it so I can't really make too much of a yeah. Aspect of it, but right. here you go. Uh, Jerome says Kick-Ass, which neither of us have played. No, I, I do enjoy the comics. I really like the movie. Mm-hmm. So, so funny story about Kick-Ass. It was created by one of my favorite TV show creators, who, who also okay. wrote it uh, um, comics. And my favorite TV show was Babylon 5. Same guy who wrote in, uh, Babylon 5 in the five full five seasons pretty much controlled it. Wrote Kick-Ass. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I I want to say his name is John Michael Bendis or something like that. I can't think of it yeah. off the top of my head for some reason. I, I know it. He also wrote some books for Babylon 5 and some comics and stuff like that that continued the story. Mm-hmm. The reason why I mention that, they're rebooting Babylon 5 on the CW with the same creator. <laughs> so, okay. But as for the board game, I th- think it's a card game, if I remember correctly. But that's all I can think about yeah, it. It might have components in it. <laughs> that's, that's the extent of our knowledge. I know some people like it. I know some people don't. It's as much as it. I haven't really looked into it. Because the only comic book non-superhero game, or outside of like Marvel or DC that I've played, mm-hmm. is the Scott, Pilb- Scott Pilgrim deck building right. game. Yeah. Which I actually wasn't that bad. It. It, it wasn't too bad. I actually enjoyed it because I like the double yeah. side of it. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Power Rangers are considered superheroes? No, that's a tough one. Yeah. I, mean, um, I, I imagine they are. I but... would consider it personally, but I don't know if they would fall under a superhero category based right. because the criteria mostly is about... Um, if they have superpowers, right? Yeah. And, yeah, Power Rangers are just mech, mech suits, more or less. Well, they, 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 they when they morph, they get superpowers, basically. They can right. apparently become ninjas. Yeah, it happens. I know when <laughs> I morph. Or, or uh, was it the... I think it was, like, the third or fourth season, where right. what, when it had, like, a 12, 13-year-old boy, and then when he morphed, he became, like, six foot tall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? I forgot about that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Uh, Mike added. Oh no, you. you said that one. Mike added uh, Marvel Heroescape. Now I've never played Heroescape. I want to, but I heard that one's a chore. If I'm not mistaken, Heroescape was made, remade into Arena of the Planeswalkers. Right? It Planeswalkers uh, that Arena. was from what I heard about that one. The the Planeswalkers is it was more of a um like an homage to Heroescape. Okay, yeah, but it used a lot of the same. Uh, function as it that makes sense no i marvel heroescape um i haven't played that one but i have played arena of the planeswalkers and i thought that was an awesome game like it the only problem that that it fell into and why so many people were excited for it but also very upset over it is when they were expecting magic no no not that when it came out it took them two years to release Two and a half sets, really. Mm-hmm. One of them was just a mini expansion and two kind of larger sets. And that is not enough support for it. 
Yeah, well, it's but, also a huge game with a lot of plastic. Imagine trying to come out with right. that right now with the the shipping crisis and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it would be a pain. <laughs> well, Wizards of the Coast prints in the United States. I don't know if they did on that specific game, but most of their stuff is. Yeah, but most of their stuff is card stock. Right. They don't really do exactly. a lot of board games itself. Exactly. But no, it had some great stuff in it because you'd play as one of the planeswalkers and you'd summon different creatures like in Magic, but then it'd be a tactile minis game. It was really fun. And, and I... I'm sad that I own all of it, but, uh, you know, I wish I had more. And uh, you were laughing at the next one that was added by Jolene, which is Smash Up. Do you agree with that? I mean, there was a superheroes pack to it. Well, there was actually, there was a superheroes pack, and then they just released Marvel Smash Up. Oh, that's true. So there is a Marvel, just kind of like there was a Munchkin Smash Up. There is a whole big box set of just Marvel characters. So it fits in this one. Right. Uh, I do enjoy Smash Up. I think it's a phenomenal three-player game. It's an okay two-player game. Anything above those two, do not touch this it game. It yeah. takes too long for what it is. But I think its sweet spot is a three-player game. If you have only three people and want to try just something fun and ridiculous, I think Smash Up's perfect. Um However, the the superhero pack, I like the the jokey superhero pack. I haven't played the Marvel one yet. Yeah. Uh, that is a co-branding with AEG and USopoly. Yeah. But the superhero pack was hilarious. Yeah, it really was. It was genuinely fun. <laughs> so, um, moving on with Smash Up, I guess that was it for us. Let me just do a quick refresh to see if there's any more ad- additions. Illuminous also said uh, John Wick style board game Vengeance, which it could be. Um, I don't know. And let's see what the comments said as well. So Wayne, he he was the person who posed or who explained is like that he is a Marvel guy, but we're throwing shade on on DC. And then you, of course, clarified why we picked so many Marvel games. Yeah, just because those happen to be the ones that we both played, and they're the highest ranked out of all those. Yeah, there was DC Deck Builder in there, but not, I don't think I, I haven't played of it. You know. No. So that's why we, we're not debating that one. Not saying it wouldn't have made the made list. Made the list, yeah. But there you go. That's why. And Blaine adds, Marvel United really makes me feel like I'm a member of a superhero team with this mechanism of leaving something behind to support your teammate. Having both United and United X-Men and waiting for more Kickstarter rewards means lots of heroes to choose from and lots of villains and scenarios to battle through. I've heard it described as a superhero board game console, and as once you understand the basic play, you can play any combo of heroes, villains, locations with ease. There you go. And Jeff had a much longer comment. I still wish I had my overpowered cards, had DC and Marvel. Now, I've heard really good things about overpower. In yeah, fact, I, I think as uh, Tom Vassell really, really talks about CCG. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now defunct one. Yeah, I've never really played too many CCGs. I, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! sparingly just because I had friends who were into it. Right. And asked me how it plays now, and I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I only played with the decks they built me, so. You know... Uh, to talk about old defunct CCGs, this is, I know, another tangent, but uh, Wise Wizard Games, you know their game Epic? That they yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. Follow up? That used to be a CCG, which if you ask them about it, they will refuse to talk about. What, Epic or the fact that it was a CCG? The fact that it was a CCG. Because it was designed by the same person because he had a magic background. Yeah. And it was the whole premise of it is that you could buy two 15-card boosters, shuffle them together... Then there is your deck. And it's playable with just two boot, which is a great idea. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of pointless to make a collectible game like that when you can don't have to collect it. Yeah, exactly. And you can just play it straight off the bat. But 
at the same time, it's always funny bringing that up because <laughs> I and as much as I really like Wise Wizards games, like their stuff is really good. Epic was terrible. They've yeah, only had really, what three games? No, they've had like Sorcerer. Um, they've had they've had quite a few. I, I know of three games: Epic, yeah. the Epic Failure, uh, and then of course you have Hero and Storm Realms, which yeah. are pretty much the same game, just different theming. Yeah, and then there's also um, Sorcerer, and they they've made a few others too. There's so, Illuminous, uh, I have the the second larger, not the the first large box, the bigger geekier box, mm-hmm. not the biggest geekiest box or something like that. And I have everything but the Marvel Smash Up. I just don't have that big box yet because I'm like, I don't know if I want to get the big box because it's just going to give me two of the the same factions. Yep, you'll have to get rid of that one. But he did vouch that DC Deck Builder is really good. I I, I do want to try it. I just haven't gotten around to it. And so... Let's be, that being said, and no, we you have all of the comments read, so let's tell them our top eight. So our top eight debate, once again, is the theme superhero games. And so our number one seed is Marvel Champions. The Fantasy Fight game, so you called it, Illuminous. Uh, and it's going to be going up against our eight seed, Pack of Heroes, a hero card game made by Phil Walker-Harding. And the only one on our list that is not Marvel. <laughs> Well, technically, there's two others that can't be Marvel, or they could be whatever. They could be other than Marvel. Yeah. But really, it's not Marvel. Yeah. Uh, our number two seed, Marvel Legendary. <laughs> uh, actually, the full name is, uh, what is it? Legendary, a Marvel deck building game. Okay. Sure. Sure. Marvel Legendary is what I'm going to call it. And it's going up against the number seven seed, Munchkin Marvel. Our number three seed. Marvel United. Going up against DC Funkoverse, just to be different. Yeah. DC, yeah. <laughs> Even though Marvel was, I think, ranked higher. Or was it the DC one? No, it was just Funkoverse, I think. Oh, Funkoverse in general. Yeah. But they did have the Marvel that yeah. just came out. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> DC happens to be one of them. <laughs> well done. And our number four seed, Marvel Dice Masters. Versus our number five seed, Thanos Rising. Marvel Thanos Rising. <laughs> no, 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 it's just no, Thanos I, Rising. I, I'm looking at the box I'm right more, there. I know it's always... <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so we're going to be arguing a lot about... Marvel. Uh, a lot of a lot of things that I don't understand about <laughs> superheroes, but that's fine. I can argue the mechanisms. Yeah, no, and that's the main thing. Is like, is it just about the theme? This one, we just went with theme superheroes, and it just so happened that Marvel was at the top of the line. That could also be the fact that... It is the bigger company right now, honestly. As much as I like DC, it is not doing well in the movie market compared to... I mean, Spider-Man no, just not, broke not up... Not doing the, well. Well, maybe well, not as well in the, it's, but the, definitely not as well in the board game market. But here's the thing. The movie market sometimes dictates what's going on sure. into the, the board game market. What's hot? Marvel's hot. So notice everything we've read is Marvel. True. Yeah, but I will point out, though... Exactly. Disney's in control all, here. All of Funkoverse, though, uh, there are... The first ones that they came out with DC was DC, but it that was is also the, because they had a contract with uh, WB. Okay, because that's the same reason why Harry Potter was one of the first ones as well. Oh, okay, I, I believe that. But yeah, either way, I, I'm okay with arguing it because oh, I. Oh no, no, like no, no! I don't disagree with you, and I, I I feel bad for DC. I like most DC comics, and I like most uh, Marvel comics. 
Um, the only thing is, I think Marvel does better with their stories, yeah. and I think well, Marvel that's... is just better. Comment no. your hate below. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. As of right now, Marvel is better. It, it's proving it in the box office yeah. because they have a clear, clear concise plan. And they're and it, he said it, uh, Lumina said it. It's because of Disney. Yeah. Disney's being smart about it. They're sending the, the 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 licenses to the right people. Think about it. Funkoverse just got Marvel, yep. as did Unmatched. Yep. So, you know, that's two great games that have already established great games yep. with Disney on it. And then, exactly. or Marvel. Then you got to look at code names, too. Already a phenomenal game now has a Marvel license on it. Yep. DC needs to step up their game. Right. That's true. Because all they've worked with is... Uh, Cryptozoic, Cryptozoic, I think. With DC yeah. Deck Builder. That's true. And, well, I mean, Grant and Funkoverse. And well. Funkoverse, yeah, which is Funko Games now, I guess. Because Funkoverse was basically what put Funko Games on the map. Yeah, more or less. More or less, yeah. So, all right. Let's go into it, then. Uh Thankfully, it's not just about theme, and I'm not completely out of my element. We rank this on five different criteria. The first criteria that we rank it on is ease of play. Uh, we determine how simple and familiar the, mechani- the mechanisms are, what, how likely it is to get to the table, either by the theme, which is a wash for everything, or, <laughs> well, maybe. Well, maybe, because it's theme matching the or mechanism. Maybe the mechanisms, yeah. right? Um, or and how likely the game is to provide analysis paralysis, which is which is a detriment. It's a term that's used in the board game, where basically that means like, do you have too many good choices or too many bad choices, uh, and you have to really rack your brain to to decide what to do. That's analysis paralysis. And you move on to our second criteria, which is replay value. This is, it includes length of time and scaling well. Does a two-player game play relatively the same as a four-player game? The minimum number of plays for the full experience, whether this be if it's a campaign style, you got to play 20 different games to get the full experience, or is it something like chess where you know how to play the game, but then it's going to take you a lifetime to master it? Exactly. And finally, the expandability. This includes an already existing expansions. We talked about Smash Up earlier. They have a lot of expansions. Expansions, up to one possible future expansion. We go to back to space space about this. We always said there was a volume one, so we were going to assume there was a volume two, which they just recently announced, or expansions that have been concern- confirmed by designer or publisher. This well, again, we use Wingspan as an expand uh, an, uh, an example. They've always stated Jamie Stegmar and Elizabeth Hardgrave that they're going to do an expansion for every continent. That's right. Next one is meaningful choice. How will your your choices impact your long-term strategy? How will they impact other players' strategy? Um, not so much long-term, but just in the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, how much do arbitrary choices make an impact on the gameplay? If, if you can make an arbitrary choice and just do just as well um, as a non-arbitrary choice, then that means your choices are all either really good or really bad, mm-hmm. and therefore makes it less of a valuable decision pr- Decision as far as meaningful choice goes. Next up is game immersion. Does the game fit the category best, or in this case, the theme matching the mechanism? Do you feel like you're playing as superheroes when you're playing the game? Right, Next be a up, tricky one in this. Yeah. And the next one up is player interaction. This means table talk or... How you're getting into the role of the character you're playing? Are do you feel like you're playing as Professor X if you're playing X Men United, or do you feel like Thanos is really kicking your butt and Thanos rising? And finally, memorable moments. What are those things that are going to make you stand up and shout, leading you to say, "Hey, 
this was great. I'm going to remember this and what you're going to talk about in the future. That's right. And finally is the art and production. Specifically, of course, the art, it's... Uh, this is going to subjective. have a lot of the same yeah. art, but it is subjective. But some can be done better than others. Yeah. The pieces and components, how well the quality of the pieces go. And uh, graphic design, which is everything from the box cover, the iconography, if they use more text, and specifically, if it's colorblind friendly. That's a big one for us. That's right. And finally, if all else fails, we can't come up with a winner, a concise winner. That's why it's very important you go to the Board Game Revolution page on Facebook and vote in our poll because you are the tiebreaker. You decide which one moves on. Cool deal. So with that being said, are you ready to get into the very first round? And that would be Marvel's Champions versus Pack of Heroes. All right. I know I'm ready. So I flip the coin of doom. Daniel, you're going to be leading us off. He is currently shaking the cup of doom, and you're going to pick which one you're making the argument for. Marvel's Champions. I, okay. know, I don't know if you guys can actually see that, no, but it's can't. washed out. Especially our podcast listeners can't see that. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so I get to choose probably one of my favorite ones on this list. Okay. I like Marvel's Champions. Um, it's an LCG, so it's a money suck. So be warned if you're going to play that. It is very much a money suck. In fact, I just bought more stuff for it. I got the Doctor Strange pack. Yep. And Which we showed off on one of the previous podcasts. No, no. I got the Venom pack. That was a Christmas pack. Oh, as well as the Green Goblin scenario. I've gotten more since then. That's I had embarrassing. a <laughs> <laughs> I had a Barnes and Noble gift card, so I took advantage of it. That's true. That's true. So I got that, and I got the Red Skull expansion pack as well as Doctor Strange because my wife okay. enjoys Doctor Strange. So this thing, when going to, through our criteria. It is not hard to play. It's not easy, but I actually find it easier than Pack of Heroes. No, I disagree. Pack of Heroes is very simple in comparison to Marvel Champion. Uh, Marvel Champion has a lot of upkeep. There is a lot of upkeep. A lot of things to consider, and since every player, even if it is co-op, every player plays completely different. Well, it's asymmetric in, so going to game immersion, you do feel like you're playing your superhero. When you're playing okay. as, like, think about it. We played a three-player game. Right. I played as the Hulk. I felt like Hulk because I was smashing everything. Right. I really got into it. This one does lead to me more memorable moments because I remember both of us playing Pack of Heroes because we were really wanting to try this. Right. It was a Phil Walker, Walker Harding game. Yep. It's probably my least favorite Phil Walker Harding game. I would agree with that, yes. <laughs> It's not bad. It's a good two-player game, and that's another thing about the replay value. It's, it's a only fine yeah, it's an only a two-player game, right. and it's fine. It's great. I honestly think just Marvel Champions should move on. I think it's just a better game. This is you could tell it's an early Phil Walker Harding game. Uh-huh. He was finding his footing. I just think Marvel Champions is a better game. Right. If if Phil Walker Harding's name was not on the box, I would not know it was his. Yeah, because exactly. It doesn't feel like anything else. Either. No. Now, I'm going to make the argument for it. Um, and, and the pros that I think... I don't think it'll move on, personally. I do think Marvel Champions should move on. But here's something that I know I am going to come back to multiple times during this d- debate. And that is... Um, and this, I guess works along with how well does the theme match the mechanism and that's specifically how much does the ip on on the game make me want to look into this ip because i'm an outsider i admit that Mm -hmm. you know and playing the game 
what is the likelihood that I want to look more into it? Which is something that happened with Firefly and Star Trek, the original series. Well, you're screwed in this debate. No, no, but no, I have, I have actual good ones that I, that yeah, I, no, I know, up. but I'm just saying, because you're saying like the IP getting into one, two, no, three. No, it, right, exactly. It's only Marvel. But no, what I'm saying though is that like the game itself, which one gives me a fun enough experience to make me want to get into the theme. And that is technically an advantage for Pack of Heroes is that it doesn't have all this preconceived notion with it. It doesn't have this whole universe that everybody, like a- anybody who's not a Marvel fan probably would not look into any of these Marvel games because that's just not their thing. Yeah, no, and, I Like agree. myself, I, had I not learned them for the shop or a friend showed me or played with, played with a group, I probably wouldn't have seeked them out, which is fine. Pack of Heroes gives you that same idea and i think that's why signals of the multiverse was so popular is because it's like look it's not tied to a theme you can still have the fun of superheroes but you don't have to worry about understanding the lore or the backstories of any of it and why they're doing that (laughs) even though there there is lore in it right with that being said that is the only pro i would say for pack of heroes i was incredibly disappointed in the game um the art is not that great the art is fine at best. <laughs> At best. It is definitely no Marvel's Champion. Marvel's the, Champion the, is a very pretty game. The reason I really like the Marvel's Champion artwork right. is because it, it harkens to the comics more so than the MCU, like yeah. a lot of these other games. Right. The art style, Doctor Strange looks like the Doctor Strange you would right. read in a comic book. The the only thing that I think Pack of Heroes, uh, as far as our five criteria has on it, is ease of play. And that's because Marvel Champions is such a learning curve. It is a learning curve. I'll give you that. It's so difficult to get into, especially with people who already know it. Um, I mean, there was there was twenty minute turns like at one point, like where it, I wouldn't take my turn for like a good. And the first time I played it with our mutual friend, um, and it was a group of us, probably three or four. He had played it multiple times. He basically told us how to do everything during our turns which is not a knock on him he had to mm. because of how differently everything worked and i just didn't have the slightest bit of fun playing. i think for me it was easier to pick up because i play a lot of the um the arkham horror lcg sure, and this is sense. this basically plays off of the arkham horror LCG. Gotcha. so you have that background i that, have the background that does yeah. make sense yeah and i played some lcgs before but yeah not no not these these kind. play completely yeah, different than the lcgs yeah yeah okay I, I will. That makes perfect sense because it was definitely a chore for me. Yeah, the only learn. thing was and, like, and I remember multiple times waiting like 15, 20 minutes back to my turn, and then I'd play like two cards. I'm like, I got like nothing else, and then my turn would be over in ten seconds, and then right back to a fifteen minute wait. It was dumb. No, I really enjoyed it. Okay, I, I do agree. It should move on, but I will be counting that against it later on. Not taking your bias out of this, anyways, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> no, so, I, uh, I agree that it should move on. I do think it's a better game. I just that will be a, a counter to to it in the future. I just don't want you to be surprised. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know how you feel Marvel about that. Marvel Legendary game. versus Marvel Munchkin: Battle of the Marvels, Marvels. which probably is going to be happening a lot. Yeah, I'm sure this will be a marvelous argument. Oh, I'm sorry. It had to happen. No, yes, it did not it have to happen. happen. All right. So once again, I will be starting us off for this argument, and let's see which one I argue for. Legendary, a right. Marvel deck building game. Legendary, a Marvel deck building. Marvel, brought to you by Marvel. 
Marvel trademark. Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> no, Marvel. It, this is definitely the game that should move on, and because Marvel Munchkin, it did a it it did some good stuff to it, and I'll explain why it did better than most Munchkins. But this is for one put Upper Deck on on the list as far as a game company. Yeah, because the only time I ever knew about Upper Deck was uh, the card, the trading cards. Yeah. Well, no, no, not even sleeves. Yeah. The baseball, NHL, because right. I used to collect those as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I appreciate the fact that they decided to branch out into the board game universe. And with Marvel, that's a strong, hard hit. But not only that, um, it's a good deck builder. It, it's a fun game. It plays pretty fluidly. The, the only problem is... The setup is obnoxious. Oh, like God. Getting the setup, choosing your scenario. That is not the only problem with it, it, but that is a big one. That, that's the big S problem, in my opinion. Mm-mm. Really? You think there's a bigger problem with it? Yep. Okay. The one rule everybody ignores. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I forgot about it. You're right. You're right, because technically there's one winner in a fully cooperative game. And yes. Who slayed the most guys? Guys, and yeah. That, you you keep the the villains and everything that you do, or the people you rescued, in your for a glory deck. I guess you, yeah. yeah. And whoever has the most victory points at the end of the game is the true superhero, and that is the by far the stupidest rule <laughs> that has ever come out. Right. That's that's a big yeah. That's a big knock to it. I had forgotten about that because I forced it. Honestly, the memory. only way that would work for me is they made like a legendary uh, Lord of the Rings game, right. because it harkens to right. uh, Legolas and Gimli yeah. <laughs> when they're going through like that's one for me. That only counts for one kind of stuff. But your your counter argument though makes perfect sense for your game Marvel <laughs> Munchkin, yeah. which makes absolute sense. But no, back to Legendary though, real quick, um, it is a solid deck building. It does work functionally really well. It introduced wounds, which uh, were basically dead cards that go into your hand, which most deck builders at the time didn't have that, and no. that actually makes sense. Um, turning and most deck builders were basically also give it a, well. Yeah. Also, too, because of its co-op, there's a they had a way to yeah. dead dead your hand. Yeah, exactly. They had a way to dead your hand. They had it where you could actually assist each other in different ways, which is a cool thing. And the fact that in it was the, co-op, like it, it each villain had its own scheme uh, that you choose, like either at random or by the setup. Yeah, um, made it amazingly replayable it's it's now at the point i don't think there's any comparison that this is the most replayable game on our list at all and that's saying even with marvel champions no no there is so many expansions to this there's like 30 to 40 expansions like no joke there is so many expansions to this game yes there's 30 to 40 expansions with this game yes there's i'm not gonna lie i I think it's almost 40 Packs. I will put money on it right now. You're hearing this, people, live. I will put money on it. I will bet you money that there are more expansions for Marvel Legendary, Marvel Legendary, not even the villains, than there are for... No, don't look at it yet. No, I'm just pulling them up where we can I, go look. Are you willing to put money on it? I'm not going to put money on it, but... Because you know you'll lose. Because no, I know there the, are more the, expansions The, the, the fact of the matter is, you've already cost me a monster, all right, sir? <laughs> cost you a monster. No, I mean... They, they pump out expansions at the same rate, and Marvel Legendary has been doing it for like 10 more years. 
It's it's not even a contest. There are just that many more expansions. Marvel Champions puts out more expansions in one year than Marvel Legendary does. No, no. Hands down, Marvel Legendary. Yeah, maybe now, but that's because Marvel Legendary has already done... Uh, at their peak, they were doing that many expansions, and they've been going for many, many years. Let's find this out. Okay, we'll figure this out. There's one, one of ten to twenty-seven. So okay, so twenty-seven listed expansions. Okay, so up to three, and they, there might even be promos in there, but we'll look. Actually, there's not promos. They don't we'll have check in the middle page. Let's find out. Let's find out. Just in case, I, I just know because uh, I'm collecting this, so there's not any promo. One promo. Where's the promo? Right there. This one. Yeah. Oh, is that a That's mod- a set. That's a modular, modular set. set. Eh, that doesn't really count as expansion. So we'll say 27. Okay, fine. 27. Marvel Legendary. Let's find out. Okay, first off, also, you got to look at the fact here. Where is the date this came out? 2019? Yeah, 2019. It's already got 27 expansions. Which is also stupid. That is <laughs> that is terrible for a bear. That gives such That's a why barrier to LC- <laughs> That is uh, such a barrier. I mean, but I won't fault Fantasy Flight for claiming 36. that they support it. 36. Need I say more? Boom. Okay, you're More off expansions. by, what, nine? It doesn't matter. I won. <laughs> Not, okay, but here's the thing. You're leading by nine, right, on expansions? Okay. Yeah. 2012. Right. So, yeah, what? so 10, 10 years. years. That's Marvel Champions has 27, and it's only that's been going into four months. And the expansions? <laughs> no, most of these are, are, are hero that's, packs. Yeah, hero They're packs. That's packs. it. The LCG for you folks. Big packs, though. Yeah, but I think they're also considering like, uh, do, are they considering um, the villain one as a? No, no. This is all just Marvel Legendary. Marvel Legendary villains is its own beast. <laughs> yeah, that they were also supporting. You, yeah, you if could you go counted f- all of the legendaries that were just superhero themed. But here, here's my <laughs> argument against uh, Legendary. They didn't even release the best game for Marvel on this one. Legendary Encounters is the best deck builder that they've released. I'm, I'm not saying it's not, but what I'm saying is that it, this is what put Upper Deck on the map. Oh, no, I this don't disagree with you on that. This is the reason why it's loved. It's, it's a reason it's still being done right now, and it is more expandable. But regardless, better than Munchkin Marvel, go ahead and make your argument. I have a hard time making an argument for Munchkin Marvel. Mind you, Marvel Munchkin itself, yeah, it's the LCG model. That's what I was talking about. That's why they're in three years. There's not even three years because it came out what summer of 2019. Yeah. So we haven't even hit the three year mark, and there's already 27 expansions. Oh, oh, oh Marvel Champion or Marvel. Uh, oh, I'm Munch- talking about Champions because I'm, uh, I'm mentioning what Illuminous is okay, talking about. Gotcha. But uh, going into Munchkin Marvel, it's a great theme. I have a great time with it, but it's still Munchkin. It, it in its core, it's still Munchkin. You're still doing shenanigans, but right. it's more co-op than uh, most yes. Munchkin games, and I do like that because you don't really see a lot right. of co-op with the Munchkin. Because my biggest gripe against Munchkin is was the the take that part of it, especially when it comes sure. towards the end when everybody just piles on the person who could possibly get to ten. Do I think this is a better game than Legendary? No, I don't. No. I have one copy of Munchkin, and it's just because for nostalgia, yep. and that's the Legends. Because yeah. I just Legends like the, is the best one. Yeah, yeah. But um, but what what this did well for it though, and why the op picked it up and added the Marvel license 
and what worked really well because uh, the the op had the Marvel license and wanted right. to use it for everything. Well, because that system actually kind of worked for it. I mean, it, they did make it more cooperative and less less combative against each other and more just like I'm working against them. But they gave every player their own character abilities, which is something Marvel or Munchkin had never done before. You start off with the player ability, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Something then, you have to gain throughout the right. game, so that is different. And, and the Marvel system, or the Munchkin system, is a very simple and straightforward one. And more people probably got into gaming because of Munchkin, Munchkin alone. Yeah. yeah. So, but I do have to sound. say, um, the problem with Munchkin is this category right here. There is not a lot of meaningful choice in Munchkin. No, there's really not. It's a it's lot. Of, it, it's a, basically a card flip. And yep. what happens if a bad thing happens you got to fight it if a good thing happens you get a reward that's yep. about it yep that's pretty much it uh, other than away, yeah maybe. other than that i think ease of play that would go to munchkin munchkin uh, Barely, replay uh, value legendary yep. meaningful choice legendary Art game immersion legendary yes. Art production legendary yep. yep agreed but again my biggest attractor is the one role everybody ignores yep and that will be coming back soon, Dude. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So Mar- Legendary Marvel, a Marvel deck building game. Sorry, whatever it is. Legendary, a Marvel deck building game. All right. Going into our next round, we will have uh, Marvel United versus Funkoverse. This is going to be a knuckle dragger. Uh, yes, it will. Because I know which one should clearly move on. Oh, hell no. You don't think I know? <laughs> You'll be making the first argument. I hope you draw Funko first. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because people think I probably hate Funko first. I'm actually okay it's, with it. It sure sounds like it from time to time. <laughs> I just, I th- again, this is why we did that compare and contrast. I right. just think Unmatched is a better game. Yeah, but we're not talking about Unmatched right now. Take your bias out of it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the equally, if not better game, Funko first. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, here's the the big thing about this. It's Funko Verse versus yeah. Marvel United. Creepy Funko Pop Chibi style okay. versus Chibi style chunky right. little minis. Yeah. Yep. So which one has a better production value? Probably Funko Verse, actually. But I get Funko Verse. All right. <laughs> All right. I can make pro comments or. I can make pro comments for both. For United. So, but go ahead. Here's my thing. I I think Funkoverse is a quality game. It's made by Prospero Hall, so there there is a reason for it. Art production is good. I think Funkoverse is better. Mind you, it's Simon. Uh, I play both. I have both. I just think the stuff is better in Marvel United because the quality of it. Though, that is saying something because the Funko Pops are creepy, but they're solid. They're solid pieces, yeah. I, I do have one detraction for Funkoverse, and you know which it is, and it's not even something that involves the gameplay. It's the stupid box. <laughs> I yep. really... That's the one thing I cannot stand is that box. Okay. But um, going into the ease of play... Let's explain why you don't like the box, because it has a window in the front, right? <laughs> oh. Okay, so... Easily that makes breakable. Sense because you and I both... If there's an insert, it's worth putting the board on top, which you can look at the minis if the board is on top. Yeah. Because they fit underneath, and then even with, they're designed perfectly to fit underneath yeah. the board, so that way if you do put it on top, the board or the box sits or, offset. And the, the, another thing that's a problem for me with that is, too, is like you put it in a game bag. Yeah. There's a possibility if something gets adjusted or slips, it can puncture the window and could damage your minis. Yeah, that's true. 
so I, that's a big thing. But again, it's not part of our. It, it right. could go into production, but it doesn't really matter to the game's gameplay right. style. In fact, you don't even keep your boxes. You have it like in a big uh, wooden box, I, don't you? I ju- no, I use um, a file, uh, like a file folder um, <laughs> thing that you can buy at Target. Because then it has the little top tray that you can keep all of like the main yeah, yeah, yeah. thing and all the minis. I just recently bought a second one, like literally two days ago, so I can divvy up my Funko Pops because it was getting a little tight in there. The, the thing about this is it's really tough for me when I'm going through the criteria. Both games are very simple. They're both very, very simple. They're very easy to play. In yeah. fact, uh, Marvel United was made for families in mind. Yes. So I, this one is hard for me. I think Funkoverse is slightly easier. I I would agree with that, just because of the fact that when you have to, when you play in United, you have to uh, count like previous cards. Your cards, you've played, are, yeah, that's the only thing. That's a little bit of a weird thing. No, but what's cool about that about Marvel United, it's because it, it they're going for that comic book style. You're right. tag teaming with your your sure. your the people you're playing with, but that that's here nor there. Um, replay value. Now, <laughs> this one's fun that we're going to have to argue. Cause we're Funko... going to have to actually look into how many expansions there are. I know that there is more than 50 Funko characters. The More than 50 Funko characters, yes. Right. I don't know if there's more sets for Funkoverse <laughs> because every Funkoverse theme is compatible with everything else. So everything is an expansion to the game. And the same could be said for Marvel United, United, right? who just had a recent Kickstarter for X-Men United and right. everything with that. So we'll need to see it. We'll actually need to go in and find out which one has more expansions. Okay. We'll, we'll do we'll that, that in a minute. I think there is a lot more meaningful choices in Marvel United because you not only have to be careful with how you're playing your character because you the cards you play are also used by other people sure. in the line and how many cards get played and depending on the number of players i think it's uh three cards for a four-player game and i think two player adds more cards yeah if i remember correctly um but the thing is you have to be smart about it because after every third card the bad guy gets to move and after you start meeting your goals the bad guy gets to move after two cards so you got to be careful about when you're putting those cards out there sure because It's going to be a while before because if you run out of your cards out of your deck, that's one of the losing um, mechanisms. Though I do say Funkoverse does have one smart choice. Okay, only one. Well, there's 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 a couple, right? But the main one I think is there's no player elimination. Right. Your character gets knocked out and you're just put on a timer, but you're still in the game. Yeah. If I it's just if you're playing in a multiplayer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it well even head to head, it's just it's knocked out for the one round. Yeah, yeah, but I'm right. saying it's just I I like that there's a, a little system. timer. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do get more in Marvel United when it comes to the game immersion side of the thing because yeah, you're really yeah. It, it's game breaking when you have like Gladys from Golden right. Girls but, using but a battering. Like, I feel like that adds to memorable moments. So I feel like hands down, just the concept that I can tell you. Hey, you want to play Dorothy from the Golden Girls? You're gonna fight against Jaws. <laughs> that's amazing. I don't care who you are. That's a that's a memorable moment, and you don't even have to play the game. That's how memorable. I do. Funko, I, I I don't disagree with you. I do think Funkoverse is a phenomenal game. It's a great game, and here you got me saying it. Yeah. I just don't think it's the better game. I I we will have to break it down. Sure, yeah. But let let me make my argument for Marvel United. So out of all of these Marvel games, this one is probably the one I like the most. Believe it or not. Out of, well, Shocking. Second most. Second yeah, most. I was going to say. 
There is one that I like. I, I know better. which one. Right. Um, but out of all the Marvel games that are on here, oh, maybe third most. I don't know. I, I, there was another one that I liked quite a bit, too. But this one, this was one of those ones where, like I said, was a detractor from Marvel Champions. When I played this, I was genuinely uh, curious about the theme after I finished playing it. And that goes to say something. It's still not a short game. It's definitely quicker than... Or definitely not as, as quick as Funkoverse. But it is very immersive. This is... Like... Marvel United and Marvel Champions both came out around the same time. And I feel like this is the family version of Marvel Champions. This is the game that I would rather play between the two. Just because of how much upkeep there is. As far as... Um, as far as okay, I already can tell that that's made poss- probably more expansions. Well, yeah, they're it's saying but, twenty five, but it, they they're not even adding the. Um... Yeah, that's more expansions <laughs> for this time. Yeah, yeah, I can I can tell you that right now, but um, I don't I don't know if that necessarily wins replay value. We'll go over it. Yeah, um, no, no, I'm just looking at all this. Right. So. Okay. Well, we'll have to look into that. You would have to look into the Funkoverse yeah. universe. Yeah, well, I am in the universe. This, this right, is all the... but not expansions, like just compatible games. Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah. The, once again, I don't... There's reasons I like Funkoverse significantly better, but out of all the Marvel, like if this was United versus Marvel Champions, United is hands down better, in my opinion. I don't disagree with you on yeah. that. Honestly, it's, it's, I just think it's a better game. It's easier to play, and it's and it's good. So there's a lot of really good points that I feel like we're going to be talking about more later. So let's talk about ease of play. That's Funkoverse. Slightly. Slightly. Yeah. It's not saying Marvel United is difficult. It's definitely easier than like something like Champions, but it is replay value. Now, although um, expandability. And, and I think minimum number of plays for full experience would probably go to United. Yeah, um, I agree with you on that. But just barely because of the fact that... Uh, okay, so here's, here's the thing where I think Marvel United wins in replay value. Okay. Is because the length of time is scaling well. I, I, I don't... think Funkoverse is best at only a two-player game. It's fine as a multiplayer. I don't game, like it, it as a multiplayer. No, it's it, it's no different than playing like Magic as a four-player. You know, I, I don't disagree with you. It really is a two-player game. But what it really excels at is it's it's incredibly fast. That's why it's Marvel like, United is fast, even for a four player oh, game. Marvel United is not fast. No, it is too. Who have you been playing with Marvel Our United? Mutual friend Dom, and it took us an hour and a half. What the hell is wrong with you? I played a four player game in forty minutes, if that, and that was with me teaching two well, new people, three I new people. I don't play games to speed run, sir. <laughs> All right, no, no. I played it with it, three new people, and it took forty but, minutes. I mean, you're still. Regardless, Funkoverse you can play in like 15, 20 minutes. It's so it's still it's yeah. still way faster. It is way faster, yeah. but I but the thing about choice, it is the I will give, well. yeah meaningful choice. I will give to uh, United. Oh, United is much better. Yeah, it, it, there is. Um, but one thing that I do want to say that I will give props to Funko for for doing is they Prospero Hall created a really great combat system, and a really that's why they call it Funkoverse is because. You can take anything in the universe of the Funko Pops that have characters for it, and you can include it in the game 
very seamlessly. Like the, No, I don't disagree with you on that fact, but does it really fit the theme? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And I, I don't disagree. That's why I think Game Immersion would go to Marvel United. Marvel United because of player interaction and does the game fit the mechanism? The yeah. master mechanism. But memorable moments I would give to Funkoverse because of that absurdity. That's the point. The and, absurdity. And I'll give, give you the yeah. absurdity on that thing. It doesn't, but it doesn't the category. It's yeah. Just, it, I, I feel like that's definitely where it shines. So right now it's already three. So three yeah. to one. Uh, I'm going to go arm production. This is going to be a push for me. Would, I, I would say Marvel. Uh, Marvel. I would say um, Funkoverse for, for one big reason. The quality of the pops are... Disgusting. You hate the style, I know, but the quality of that vinyl, of those toys, those are a standard. Those are what other companies aspire to be, really. No, no, no. no if you want to talk about standards... No, I'm... CMOD, CMOD is, is, is the standard when it comes games, to minis. For board games, but not for minis in general. No, the Funko Pops are that... I'm talking from like from a standpoint of people who do art on vinyl toys. That is the standard. Is Funko Pops, and my brother is a vinyl toy artist, and I happen to know this. But here, here but here's the thing: what did what did you just call it? Vinyl toy artist. Yes. This is it's a board game. We're talking about a standard of board game. This right. is a board no, game podcast. Even, even if you call, even if you say that the the pops and the minis are a wash, which I I will say that they're even a wash. Marvel United, yes, it has good cards, decent quality, but I mean on. Funkoverse, in just a four-player pack, you have a double-sided board. Even in a two-player, you have double-sided board, items that are movable for those. Um, you have the victory point tokens. You have the custom dice, which are really good. You have the cooldown tracks. You have all of the tokens needed. The symbology is really good. All of the boards are very clear to see. And this is why I say it's a push, because I don't think either one of us are going to budge on this. I think Marvel I, United is a better production value. Funkoverse is hands down a better production it value. It is not. Yes. In fact, actually, I just recently got the Space Jam version of it, and Bugs Bunny is fuzzy. Because that makes sense. He has fur. And that's amazing. It is not amazing. That is amazing. It how is many, not amazing. How many miniatures do you have that are fuzzy because they're animals? That's amazing. I don't want a fuzzy miniature. I'm that's sorry. Awesome. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, production value. I'm glad they didn't do the same thing to because LeBron James it, Beard. No, they did to Bugs Bunny. But here's the problem with the, the the fuzzy that bothers me. I get what you're saying. It's cool. But it's also something if it gets played a lot is going to get really disgusting. <laughs> Very quickly. I guess, but that doesn't detract from the quality of the production. <laughs> it does detract because it's not going to last. Wouldn't that be amazing, though? It, well, we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. But wouldn't it be amazing if, like, the most recent Horrified, the Bigfoot was fuzzy? Oh, hell no. Oh, I would no, love that. No, that would be no, so no, good. No, 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 no. All right, well, we're, we're not going to budge on that part. But either way, Funkoverse, I do think, is worth. it's definitely worth the mention. Thank you, Funkoverse, for making it this far. But you're right. Excuse me. But Marvel you. United moves on. Barely. <laughs> so, going into the next round, it's going to be Marvel versus Marvel. Yes. And let's see if it's going to be Marvel versus Marvel. <laughs> well, it's going to have to be Marvel versus Marvel. Not necessarily, because the, the next one... Thanos is Marvel. But Dice Masters has DC. Ah, true. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Cool. All right, so our next round is Marvel Dice Masters, or DC Dice Masters. Specifically, is Marvel Dice Masters that was first on the list. Yeah. 
uh, versus Thanos Rising. But mind you, we're breaking down the actual game, so if it's uh, yeah. Mar- uh, Dice Masters, we're talking about all of Dice Masters. Right, exactly. They just have a superhero theme yep. on it. And so I'll be leading this argument. And so Daniel right now is currently loading up the Cup of Doom, as you can hear in the, for the ASMR fans of you. Oh, yeah. You can hear the post-it notes shaking around in that cup. You get Dice Masters. All right. Good, because I vaguely remember this one. Okay, well, Dice Masters, hands down. Uh, whoa, calm down, oh, sir. Man. You don't need to be upset over this. No, right. I'm fine with it. Uh, put away the lightsaber for our <laughs> audio listeners. Oh, goodness. Okay, so Marvel Dice Masters. Same Funko versus better than Marvel United. You should be beaten with the lightsaber. Well, it was better. Anyway, so, but that's past. That's past. No, Marvel Dice Master, you're not taking your bias out of this, sir. <laughs> I swear. Um, Marvel Dice Masters put Dice Masters on the map, which is one of the longest running collectible games. Like it, it, it really is. It, I, it's a I, great, just, I, great game. I agree with you. It is not a great game. No, it's a great game from Eric Lang, and it's I forget who. Not the a other... great game. It's it's phenomenal. No, it's a it's, really good game. It's well produced. No, it's a great game. It combines all of the enjoyment that Magic players enjoy. But it also has um, the deck building, bag pool building part of it that actually works really well. Because that all of the characters that are brought out can be used by anyone. And like that that's what makes it so neat, is because you have location dice, you have character dice, and you start with sidekick dice, and everybody doesn't start at, at an advantage, but you can definitely play to your advantage, judging by the characters you choose to bring into it. It's a really, really smart system, and that's why it was so popular. And also, the fact that each of the dice are really cool. Like, I honestly think that um, Thanos Rising, I feel overall, like, I love the packaging in it and, like, the, and the giant Thanos figure and stuff. But when you compare it to the dice that are custom-made for, for each of the superheroes and how each of the color schemes and whether they're transparent opaque or completely transparent with just like different symbologies and they always at least use two colors the the symbols themselves or that there's a lot of really really positive things to say about the production quality of dice masters it's infinitely replayable i mean there was so many packs so many characters uh, it was ridiculous yeah. it, it was there was yeah teenage mutant ninja turtles marvel dc yeah. dungeons and dragons yep. um and there's there's so many more that we just yeah probably yeah, there's just, quite a few yeah it was huge i i wish it was still going no. but i'm glad it kind of isn't in a way i'm glad they went to like the one set things for a while like teenage mutant ninja turtles dungeons and dragons they kind of stuck with that um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's an awesome game. Functionally, it, there's a lot of really good decision in it. Um, they're both dice games. And the, the reason why I think this one is more strategic is the dice that you roll become like your characters as like you summon from magic. Yeah, and yeah. even though you're, you're never technically beholden to the dice. Mike Elliott, that's the other designer I was thinking of. What makes it cool is that if you roll one of your one of the main characters, sure, you have an advantage because yeah, you have a powerful character. That doesn't mean that they can't be destroyed. But if you roll one of the non-character symbols of it, it still provides you energy and other good stuff to do. Whereas in Thanos Rising, it's a simpler go. system. But the problem is if you roll badly, you're screwed. You don't have a way to mitigate that. You have some slight mitigations, but really, I mean, like, there's not, 
there's not a definite way to do it, which is kind of the point. I mean, it's a cooperative game. Yeah. It's made to be difficult against the against the AI. This is where I feel it jumped the shark. Oh, right. Okay. So they made Warhammer as well and Yu-Gi-Oh, which was an older one. But you're right. When they made WWE Dice Masters, <laughs> I get that. But, I mean, can you imagine? It's also one of those, like, silly things. Like, imagine playing, like, The Undertaker versus, versus... Spider-Man or whatever. <laughs> or, or, actually, you know, it would be hilarious fun. if you played The Undertaker versus Brimstone. Okay. Who is a villain in the, uh, Marvel. <laughs> that would be pretty good. But, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of good to say about Marvel's Dice Master. I don't disagree I with you on that. I, I, I think it was a good game for its time. Um, yeah. my, my big issue with this is um, when you were talking about... Um, what was it? The Thanos Rising, like the sure. if the dice don't go your way, it, it doesn't minimize. This kind of falls into the same category along that line, right. but also falls into that category with, say, Magic the Gathering. Okay. Well, that, no, no, no. No, 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 I'm not talking to about the, like, whoever spins the most, plays the most. No, no, not I'm the talking fun, about, like, if you're... Functionally, Magic is broken compared to this because... In, in Dice Masters, there are good I see, I see he won't are... let me actually make my oh, argument. I know what your argument is. Okay, what is my argument? It is that you think that the system is broken because, like, let's say you just draw too many uh, mana. Nope. Let's say you, nope. you don't draw enough. No, nope. that's not my argument. Broken. Then what is? My argument is if you're playing with someone who only plays Marvel or someone that's trying to teach you, that's what happened to me and took me out of this game. I played with someone who was really into it, Okay. And they were teaching me, and they thrashed me. Okay. Because I wasn't too familiar with the mechanism. And it's the same thing with Magic. To the point where Dice Tower was talking about it, that if you're going to play Magic the Gathering, don't learn from someone who's in that world. Yeah, because they won't, they won't let you win. Yeah. Or not that not letting win. You, they won't teach you all the tricks of the trade, basically. They won't let right. you... It's basically trial by fire. And I almost that was, wonder if that's just a byproduct of the fact that it was a collectible game. It, that, that was my thing, is because of the fact that it was a CCG-type game, right. so it made it... box would have been better for you. Yes, say, so say something like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one would yeah. have probably been better. But it soured on me for playing this game because of that. And that is a big factor because it you have to get a good teacher to learn this game. Yep. Because there is a lot going on with there this one. Is. The iconography. Thanos Rising is not that hard to teach no, and not that easy. hard to learn. Yeah, it's much easier than this because of that. Yes, there isn't, there's problems with the mitigation and you get your butt thrashed, but that's how a co-op is supposed to be. A co-op, you're only supposed to win, what, 20% of the time? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that's fine. I think Thanos Rising is the better game because it's more welcoming at times. Okay. I Well... I don't know if I would say it was a better game, but go ahead and finish your argument, then we'll break it down. So, I think Thanos Rising is better. I think it's a simpler game to teach and learn, so I think it wins easy to play. Okay. Now, when it comes to replay value, I don't think it's going to come anywhere close to... No. And, no, and I will give you length of time it's killing well. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Thanos Rising could be kind of long. I mean, it does scale better, but it's, yeah. it, it can still be pretty long. Uh, and, uh, game but, immersion... Uh, well, Meaningful Choice definitely goes to Dice Master. Yeah, it, no, no. it is a smarter game, yeah. Yeah, um, game the, immersion. I think that's Thanos Rising. Okay. But the One, it fits a little better. We, we were just talking about it with Dice Masters. It yeah. kind of fits, but I mean, when you could put WWE against Marvel superheroes, yeah, yeah it really doesn't fit, unless yeah. you're watching like Scooby-Doo meets the WWE. Right. 
But uh, with Thanos Rising, it does feel like you're playing the Infinity War movie or the stuff that's going on in the MCU. Because, mind you, we haven't mentioned this. Thanos Rising is more about the MCU than it is about the actual comic books. So it does fit like you're in the MCU. Your characters are MCU characters. Um, I like the fact the the way the dice works. Uh, so this one works better with this character because there's, there's more of these symbols because he's a magic character. Or he's a uh, brute type character, the red dice or the fighting dice. So that's why they're Captain America dice. So that makes sense. The player interaction, you have to talk. You have to work with your right. other players. Yeah. I could sit and play Dice Masters quietly. Right. I just have to watch what my the, my opponent's doing, okay. um, as well as memorable moments. When you finally beat Thanos Rising, you you take out right. Thanos. Yeah. And we've gone back to this before with cooperative games. Like they kind mm -hmm. of have that distinct advantage, advantage for that it. simple fact. Yeah. Right. Now here's the thing. I'm going to say art and production goes to goes to uh, Dice Masters for one specific reason. You're just going to say the dice. No, no, not the dice. Not the dice. I think the dice, I, as much as I really do like the dice in it, I, I would call that a wash just because I do like the big chunky dice that are in Thanos. And the Thanos figure is amazing. Amazing. Right? But that's where but, most of the money went. That's where most of the money went. I mean, the chits that you put out as your characters, that's bad. But here's my biggest, biggest detractor from... from oh, I, I already know what you're going to say. What is it? The screen caps. Yes. No not, no, not technically just the screen caps. The fact that they couldn't get all the licenses for every for picture. picture. So yeah. some of them are just kind of blacked out. It has like the shape of them. There, that, there is a that is stupid. Mm -hmm. That is really ridiculous. I mean, it, it makes sense. But at that point, all of the art in Dice Masters, all of the sets that they've done, it's been true to like the comics, you know, like I, I think they got their own custom art. But nothing had to be blacked out. Nothing was screen caps. They didn't have to. Yeah. And then the dice themselves, I would call that a wash. But that's why I think, honestly, art and production would go to dice. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. The only thing that I win, per se, for uh, Thanos Rising when it comes to the art and production category right. is just the pieces and components because that Thanos piece is amazing. <laughs> because, and hear me out on this. Okay. What is going to catch someone's eye when you're showing? Oh, I know. It definitely yeah. has the table presence. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big thing, too. So going through this, okay. we're both in agreement that Thanos Rising is easier to teach and learn. Right. Uh, replay value is Dice Masters. Right. So it's 1-1. One, one. Yep. Meaningful choice, Dice Masters. Game immersion, Thanos Rising. Art and production, Dice Masters. Dice Masters moves on. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting that. Because Thanos really is my favorite Marvel game out of these. Yeah. I do like it better than Dice Masters. But I do think, objectively, Dice Masters is the better game. So, that was an interesting round. Oh, goodness, it's going up against Marvel Champions. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, mother of mercy. All right. So, great job to all of the... This is the second top eight debate. Mm-hmm. That the top four moved on again in a row. Yep. Yep. And it's been a while. So, yep. yeah. So, how many votes did our viewers give to the four out. that were eliminated? Specifically, Thanos Rising, Funkoverse, well, we Munchkin Marvel, and Pack of Heroes. Start with Pack of Heroes since that was our eight seed. Okay. So, going over here and giving it a little quick refresh. Just to make sure, of course. And, oh, wow. We've gotten some votes. Yay. Good. 
So, Pack of Heroes had no love. Yep. Zero votes. Moving on to our seventh seed, Munchkin Marvel. It also got no love. Zero votes. Moving on to our number six seed, Funkoverse. Hey, guess what? No love. Zero votes. Which is a shame. And finally, our number five seed, Thanos Rising. Guess what? Zero votes. Which, that surprises me, actually. I'm surprised that doesn't have as much love because they've made three other versions. Three, let's see. There's you got Sponge Star Bob, Wars, the SpongeBob, and the and Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yep. Yeah. So that's a four game. I think it's because of that. Because it could be rethemed that easily? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that easily. That's fair. All right. Let's move into our semifinal round, which this will be going a little quicker because that was a pretty intense debate there. <laughs> yeah. Um, our first round. I don't know if it's going to be quicker. Be Marvel Champions versus Dice Masters. And this is why. And this is probably why. This is a heated debate. You're right, Illuminous. Uh, we need to take a quick breather. Um, I need to take a quick drink. By the way, should I. I don't, I don't want to promote brands or anything, but I should clarify this probably. Um, this, this is not let me, a beer. Let me get the beating stick in, in place. This is called Liquid Death, and it's actually water in a can. In case any of you guys were concerned, I'm not drinking on, on air. I, I'm not as thinking as you drunk I am. You're a teetotaler, so. That's true. I, I did have a cup of iced tea today. It was nice. Quite nice. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Did you really just get the lightsaber to move it closer? Sir. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I see it. I see it right <laughs> over your shoulder. I, um, I have to make sure you understand. <laughs> no, that, uh, you know, out of all of these three, though, Dice Masters is probably my favorite. Which I, I admit that it's not as good as them. I'm just saying <laughs> it's probably my favorite. Personally. Actually, out of the four of these, Champions. it's my least favorite. In fact, it's your least favorite. Okay. Uh, my least favorite out of the entire thing was probably Munchkin Marvel. Yeah, uh, Pack of Heroes is close. My least yeah. favorite. Yeah. All right, so you'll be starting us off for this round: Marvel Champions versus Marvel Dice Masters. <laughs> You're giggling over there. What? What's up with that? I'm giggling about the fact that I have to argue for Dice Masters, but yep. therefore you have to argue Marvel's champion. It's true. It's true. Here, here's here it goes. Go for it. So for me, Dice Masters, it is is a good game. It's a phenomenal game uh, to the point where I actually want to play the original Coyers. It's a reimplementation of Coyers. I have never played it. I want to try it again. Really good things about it. The the only problem I, again I have with Dice Masters is because I got soured onto it because of the fact that I got thrashed because I wasn't taught the game properly. I was taught the game well. I was taught how everything works. But you're also beholden to the dice rolls, and if you're not getting the dice you need to do those specific combos, it hurts you a lot. Yeah. If I'm not punching the other person like I should, you're out of the game. Whereas Marvel Champions, you have to work together as a team. Right. So that that's the big thing about it. And again, it's going along to our the thing we've always talked about. Co-ops are going to have a little a shoe up in certain categories just because the nature of the beast dice masters again is another one of those games i think it's only two player this one right you could play with four but yeah. it's it's it's, it's a funko verse style it's better as a head-to-head right. and that goes to uh, the scaling well too you don't want it, it doesn't scale very well if you go four players but it does some things really smart i agree with you the art and production are really good in this the yep. the 
dice that are different for everything that's coming out that's came out for this game. The iconography is really good. But again, it is superhero theme, but how superhero is it when you have Dungeons and Dragons, WWE for this by the way, I'm just going to remind you. <laughs> yes. But I think it's a good game. It does have a lot of meaningful choices in it. Yes. Uh, you have to be smart with your play. But it also has arbitrary choices. But a lot of these games also have arbitrary choices. Marvel Champions has I, it too. If you I can't don't immediately pull... say that Marvel Champions is more strategic than Dice Master. Yeah, or exactly. I, I can't you can't because that. you're beholden to your deck. Yeah. You're, you Same what you what you draw right. up and the dice. You're beholden to the dice. So for me, meaningful choices is close to a wash. Okay, we'll we'll discuss we'll that more discuss sure. to it more. Yeah. Uh, you can get into it. You can role play depending on who you have on your team. So you have right. to be careful about what you have on your team because sometimes when you have John Cena with She Hulk, it doesn't really get that immersion. But I mean, you, well, you could feel like it. WWE was a campaign box that, that can only be played by itself. But you could you it you could, could integrate. Some yeah, and yeah, integrate, it can yes, integrate. But it's not technically. Implied. Applied. It's like playing like legendary and then encounters, you know, using some of the same things. Oh god, I wish you could play Marvel that in the counter great. format. I yeah. think that would be an amazing thing. But uh, go, Beside the that's point. here Beside nor the there. Point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting me on a tangent. <laughs> Anytime. Here, here's the thing. For me, he's a play. I think slightly goes to Dice Masters, maybe because you said it in the last yeah. round. There's a lot of keep in Marvel there Champions. Is. That's why I prefer, um, uh, what you might call it, playing it solo or with sure. two players. Yeah. Just because of the upkeep, because you gotta if you're playing a four player version of Marvel Champions, right. it's just it's a lot of stuff that you have to follow. Okay, he did this. Oh, you got this. Okay, this token's over here. You have the trackers. Sure. But the tracker is only for the big bad, but you have to track all the little guys too. So right. it, it gets a little much. So I think Dice Masters gets ease of play. Yes, I would also I say, uh, oof, I would go replay value. This, this is a, a tricky one for me on the replay value. So obviously it scales, or Marvel Champion scales better. It does. You can play it four players. It's length just the length of time, time gets Dice longer. Dice Masters is quicker. Yeah, because your best bet is playing yeah. it as a two-player. Yeah. So per player, I think that's reasonable. So that's a wash. Yeah. Minimum number of plays for full experience. That goes to champions. Yeah. Yeah, without Hands a Hands down, yeah. But expandability, which one... Did, how many expansions did Dice Masters have? I forgot. <laughs> we well, looked at it, and I forgot. And, and it is also worth noting that, and especially at the pace that Marvel Champions is pumping out expansions and is still supporting them, there, and by the way, they just more. announced more expansions right. too. Right, and they just announced more, so that is definitely implied. And uh, Dice Masters is defunct now. They they don't mm-hmm. make it anymore, especially not the collectible version, but there so, was more expansions. 32. No, I stand corrected. Well, yeah, okay. Barely. Okay, yeah. So The more recently one were the WWE ones, and that was just because, as you were mentioning it, right. those are promo packs. Barely the last two. two years ago, though. Wow, yeah. 2020. Yeah, but I do believe it's. I think that's the last set. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's fair. Um, then so then <laughs> replay value goes to Marvel Champions, definitely. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. No argument there. But uh, oh. art and production. Okay. This I one, I think we're going to do a fight. I would. I would give Champions art. I do think it has better art. That's. There, there's no doubt about it. Fantasy Flight knows what they're doing. Oh yeah. But it, that's it. That's all it has. Like the cards are okay quality, right? 
they're fine. But and the rest is just tokens. Like there's no other production in there. It's just some cards. Uh, but see, those, those dials are kind of lame. Hey, I like those dials. What the hell? They're are you okay doing? at best, but they're no. There's nothing new about them. There's nothing exciting. It's just two. The two only dials. thing exciting about uh, Dice Masters is the those dice. Those custom dice, the cards. They the... make foil cards. They do all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, yes. but that's a that that's a CCG sort of thing. Right. But I, yeah. I I really like what the LCG versions are doing. Yeah, you're not getting foil cards, but well, that also isn't gonna, you know, you don't have to chase the dragon and get like the big giant packs for a hundred bucks just to chase for a foil card. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, just but that doesn't mean that it has better or worse quality. I, I, we have the, the dice are better than the tokens in Champions. I mean, the, there's a lot of time and effort put into those dice. I know that's the gimmick, that's the point of it, but it is better. I don't know, but see. The thing about it is, you're saying it is better, and I yeah the pieces dice and, pieces the, and components are better than. I really like guys. the cardboard because they they hearken to comic books. You have like the bams and the whiffs and like you've mentioned before, because of yeah. your game in it. Right, but they're they're they tie in. They they look like a comic book token. Sure. Yeah. And so I really, really like those. The exclamation points. It it feels like you're bringing a comic book to life. So when it goes into... On the dice, too. Like, because each symbol for each character. Like, there, there's a lot going for it. And then even, like, the pop I think the graphic and design is so much better in Marvel's Champions. I'm not saying graphic design. I'm saying pieces of components are better in Dice Masters. But see, for me, like, I'm saying the components... Okay, I'll give you the components just for the dice. That's yes. all you're giving it for. Right. Uh, but the graphic design is better in Marvel's Champions, and that's making me why I want to say the components are better, because the components tie into the graphic design. May I see some... Do you have Marvel's Champion? You do, right? Not in here. Not in here? Okay. Yeah, I was... You did that on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> no, I did not. I, I was actually... Because remember, I told you I had those boxes, the, the stuff that I got. I was... Packing them and sleeving them, put them in the bo- in the main box because you know I. Is there to break any it. way I could look at any of the cards right now, real quick? Um, yeah, I can Marvel leave the room real quick. Oh well, or we could just pull it up on the web. Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to see like what some of the cards because I don't. I remember like there was some icons Mar- on Marvel it, Champions. But it, from Marvel Champions, from what I remember, and please by all means correct me if I'm wrong. It is very text heavy. Like, it is text all heavy. All of it is just like blocks of text for every card. And that, that's what I remember very distinctly, is that there is so much going on in it. Okay. There, so, there is text heavy, but that is just because that's the special abilities right there. Okay. These are what you're worried about, yeah. because this is telling you what abilities you can have. So okay. you have, so we have the, two thwart, two attack, one defense. Okay, and those are... These are the superhero the cards. Co- well, those are the exact same symbol other than the color. So that's annoying. But, um, but it's different colors, know. so you can tell. But I'm talking about can like the we, though. Can we? We're I actually could tell. No, I know we, those are pretty bright for us. But um, okay, so yeah, okay, they're not as bad as I as I remembered it then. And but so, what about here? Look, the, the, oh, those God, things. Those are good. Um, you just really hate those tokens. I just really don't like those tokens. Like this, this is comic books. Like this stuff right here that makes it feel like comic. So, I mean, it's like the Starburst pattern is pattern. There's nothing exciting about that. That is that just that, that is a makes... filter. That's a that's a, an Instagram filter as far as I'm concerned. But now let's look at let's look at the cards from Dice Masters. So just I, you're, you're right. It is simpler than I remembered it, and I admit that. And I don't remember off the top of my head. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember the cards being, you know, very straightforward. Has all six. There's the dice. Okay. And then they have a couple of. They're okay. down here. And then text okay. heavy, just I as bad. I would say graphic design is a wash. 
Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I like right. how you were saying, like, the, the, the text heavy is bad, and it's like, there's text there, too. Right, but you only have, like, what, three or four cards? Like, out. Like, that's all you're ever going to have as far as cards go. Yeah, and then well, the you're dice, only going to. The icons make sense for it. Yeah. They do. I'll give you a wash. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll call it a wash. That's fine. Graphic design, they're both equally as good. Okay. So, art and production is a wash. Uh, Which means, does that mean the whole thing is a wash? Hold on. Ease of play, we said... Dice Masters. Dice Masters. Did we say Dice Masters? Yeah. It's easier to play than than, than uh, Marvel Champion. There's that learning curve. We agreed no. on that. No, we agreed on this. Did Don't we? retract it. We agreed on this. I'm just thinking because uh, my, my issue with the learning. Right. No, I... We need no, someone like you to teach the game, but you're not always going to be the one that... Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Um, no, it's just okay. It, we said replay value, meaningful ease choice. Ease of play and meaningful choice were both uh, dice masters. So ease of replay play value and game immersion are was champions, champions and are wash. So it is going into a tie. All right, which is, I am perfectly fine with whomever, which is what moves on, which is exactly probably what I expect it to be. Oh yeah, that it is. Marvel Champions moves on. Just one shot. Yeah, that was. I mean, I'll be honest. I was not expecting um, Dice Masters to do as well as it did. Only because so now... I feel like being civil. <laughs> now that the caffeine kicked in. No, we're being fair. We're being fair <laughs> to it. And and I admit that it's probably a better game, but I, I think Dice Masters was funner. Uh, as for the DC deck building game, we have neither one of us have played it. and Yeah, so we can't make a fair, a fair argument. argument. And honestly, I... Don't know if anyone we know owns it. No, we don't have any demos of it either. Otherwise, I'd play it by now. So, uh, next one is Legendary versus Marvel United. Oh, this is going to be another. That's right. So, uh, Daniel, I will be starting this conversation. Can you please stop hitting the microphone out of anger? I don't know. You're getting me hit. Look at this. You didn't even have to use your lightsaber that round. Yeah, (laughs) we got another one going on right now. We saw two more. We're good. Who's starting this? You are? Me. You get United. I do believe so. Marvel United? Yep. Okay. So they're both co-op uh, Marvel games. That's where the comparisons stop. The production is better. That's not to say that it's bad for I can't even disagree with you on that part. The art, subjectively, I don't know if I would say it's better, but the components are definitely better, and the graphic design... As simple as Legendary is, because of every expansion, they added tiny little rules changes to the point where every card ever needed clarification. That I did not like, personally. So graphic design I would give to Marvel. Um, Which one? United. (laughs) The one I'm arguing for, Marvel United. Um, The co-op nature of it, I think, is better. Because it does make it more thematic. Do you have to say one thing Mm -hmm. about Legendary on the art side? Yeah, go ahead. When I was a kid, I used to collect the toys for X-Men and, like, the Marvel toys growing up. Sure. Mainly the X-Men, because it's based on X-Men 92. Gotcha. Every one of those came with an upper deck card for the X-Men. Okay. And it's almost the same art style that they used on those upper deck cards. Very nostalgic. Yeah, very nostalgic. Card quality, I will give the credit to it, yeah. And then even in the later versions of of the deck builder, they started with a board. Which was fine. The board worked fine. But yeah. then they changed it to a playmat because that's kind of what Upper Deck does. They make like components and stuff. And that 
that the playmats are so much. The playmats are phenomenal because the cards slide along them so well, and they even made custom sleeves for them that are specific to it, and it's still going strong. There's a lot of cool things to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going strong, but I think they're easing up on it more so now because there was a time where you're getting like a big expansion or two big expansions and two small expansions yeah. in a year, and it was right. just, it was going the CCG level. Which I do think that there's more expansions to this than Marvel's Champion, right? Yes, we, we looked it up. Yeah, yeah, currently there was only nine more than Marvel's right. Champions. But United, though, I feel like it's a it's a more meaningful game. I don't know if it's necessarily easier because of, like, there is a bit of a learning curve. I'm not oh, saying it's... Yeah. Marvel United is hands down easier than Legendary, and I gotta argue Legendary. Yes. Just because of, it's, you play the cards, you get the tokens, they use the tokens. Gotcha. You're right. Whereas Marvel... The deck building is simple, though. Yeah, the deck Buy building is simple. Buy cards, discard, shuffle them when you're But done. then you have to read what the bad guy does. Then you have to read what the scheme is going on. Then you have to read what your specific does. And then you have to pay attention to the symbols. This way they can kind of match up with the other symbols. This way you can combo your cards properly. True. So they're... they're and to the point, and here's my big thing about Marvel United. Mm-hmm. It was made to be simple because it's made to play with families. Okay. So for yeah. me, Marvel United wins ease of play, hands down. Okay, I'll give it that. Because again, if you're making a game, which to play one gives with more games, meaningful choice though? Because oftentimes we argue like, but although we've been proven wrong in this very debate, yeah, like that ease of play doesn't always mean not meaningful choice. Yeah, exactly. Ease of play doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Uh, so this one goes into the co-op pitfall. So you're impacting other player strategies in both games. You're impa- impacting your strategies in both games because you're working as a co-op. I do think there is more meaningful choices per se in Marvel United because the way you have to combo your cards because you have okay. to set up the next player. Yep, I agree with that. Um, and. I think there's just more arbitrary choices in... Um, yeah, in Legendary. In Legendary, you, because you get the wound You just cards, play whatever you get. And then that one rule. Yeah. You always play everything you got, and mm-hmm. then whatever you can buy or yeah. can do in that turn, you just do. Which, in a way, I still think, like, functionally, it's easier to play. Yeah, it's easier to play in that aspect, but you also got to think but, about the fact... One game was created for eight-year-olds, and one game was created for adults. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's fair. So are we saying, without even much more debate, that Marvel United moves on? I have to say, uh, I do want to give a shout-out for Legendary. Yep. Because they brought co-op deck building and made that a thing. They made a phenomenal story. This this is honestly the only game that I feel has a chance against Legendary. Like, is United is the only one that could give a chance. And that... United came out, what, a year, two years ago? Two years ago, I want to say. I can actually look that up. And, and Legendary is almost 10, and it's still going. Like, that. that's something that hasn't... That's that's a really, really plus... Yeah, Marvel United was 2020. Marvel uh, Legendary it's was 2012. 2012. Yeah. So eight years ahead, and then finally there's a game that I feel could legitimately <laughs> uh, compare to it as yeah. far as replacing it. I don't know. Marvel Champions, I think, is all replaced Legendary for me. And the, the big for you, for, for me personally, and I think, and, and most people's general, uh, general idea when it comes to the Legendary system, 
that encounters has basically destroyed every really legendary itself just because it's a much more intense game it feels more gamery because you don't know what's coming up Mm -hmm. so yeah so if they made a legendary marvel in the encounter system i think it would do well so let's go let's just jump back real quick ease of play united united uh meaningful choice united united and then replay value um oh that's a tough one replay would be legendary it gets the expandability part of it expandability and minimum number and minimum number of plays because of the full experience yeah yeah yeah, i'll give you that but i think the length of time it's scaling well goes better it's it's still quicker legendary no No, united is quicker well that's if you don't include setup (laughs) <laughs> setup is where that really bogs down yeah for there, there, there's that and then the the minimum number of plays though i don't know if it it goes just to legendary yeah i would say so because you have all in the base box alone all... you have five villains and eight schemes or something like that no four villains and five schemes so that's 20 different variations right there in the base box of marvel you have i think it's four heroes or five here i can actually look that one up Oh, that's not even including the number of heroes you have. You get uh, three villains and uh, seven heroes. Okay. Yeah, but you have like 15 different heroes in Marvel Legendary, and you have four villains that each play differently, and you have five schemes on that. That's 20 for, assuming you use all the same characters. Though I do have to say Marvel United is like right there with it. It's not far. Yeah. yeah. And we're just talking about in the base box, imagine with all the expansions that are right. coming out for it. Exactly. By the way, did I ever tell you about the X-Men uh, United? The the Sentinels are going to be like that tall. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. All right, so <laughs> They're going to be big. Uh, meaningful Choice. The legendary. They have a poster for a card. It's... <laughs> Uh, shuffle very meaningful well. choice. I think we said United. United. Game immersion. United. United. Yep. And art production. Probably a wash. In, yeah, wash. No, yeah, yeah no. United. United. Yeah. Okay. United moves on. It, you know what? Where legendary messed up. Maybe they eight started, years older. Well, no. They started getting giving um, the play mats with no. the further stuff they should have started with that because that would have gone into components they didn't know any better it happens <laughs> no yeah. so marvel united moving on against powerful champions so well i know which one is my easy favorite coming into this and in the last round thankfully the way we break it down uh before you give us how many votes were for the previous ones the way we break it down is simply we don't take sides we've already argued both of them pretty extensively we're just going to go down by the five different criteria and see if there's clear uh, factors for any of them if not we debate them and once again if it comes down to a wash then we ask the the fan vote with that being said daniel how many votes did legendary and dice masters receive okay so let me just do a quick refresh this way we can get the most points possible and let's see here. So Legendary was our number two, and Dice Masters was our number four. So we'll go with Dice Masters first. Dice Masters had one vote. One vote, yep. And Legendary was actually our second best vote getter, mm-hmm. and it was at 11 votes. Wow. All right. So there is still love for that game. That there is, yeah. I mean, it was our number two seed. It makes sense that it had yeah, the most it, votes. Yeah, it's still got a lot of... <coughs> wow. So far, this whole list That's has crazy been aligning think... with 
with the board game geek rank, which be, be, is almost never seen in our yeah. Polls. Before we finish this, mm-hmm. um, I do want to look at something real quick. Okay. Um, but <coughs> let's go into our final round. Okay. So it's going to be Marvel Champions, which is our number one seed, going up against Marvel United, which, which is, is our number three three seed. So interesting. I really like both of these games, and I own both of these games. Yep, and you own a lot of both of these games. <laughs> yeah, well, I own the base game for Marvel United. I own everything for X-Men United. I just haven't received it yet. Yep, and so this is going to be very, very upsetting for you. I know I have an easy favorite between the two. Oh, I know you have but, an easy favorite, but um, oh, this hurts my heart because I love both these there games. There is a couple things that do stand out to me immediately. That's easy uh, to play. Marvel United. Yeah. Marvel United gets easy. Again, I go with the fact that this was a game made to play with eight-year-olds. And I also feel, and and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel that art and production goes to Marvel United as well. I agree with you because the pieces and components and the graphic design. I think the art is phenomenal in Champions. Okay, I'll give it that. But it still wins that category. Is there any other categories that you feel that are strong? Which ones? Uh, replay value, I think, goes to uh, champions. champions. Okay. The expandability in the minimum number of plays for the full experience is a wash there. Scaling, though, it, United is a lot quicker. It, it, it is a lot quicker. Um, just depends, but, too. No. But the thing about it is you can play solo version of both games. Mm-hmm. Marvel's Champions is better at solo. Marvel's Champions is also, I think, better at two players. So would you say it doesn't scale as well? Well, what, Marvel Champions? Yeah. It doesn't scale when you're going to, like, a four-player. But Marvel's United does. Yeah. Uh, it's tough for me on this one, so I'm going to go on that one. Game of Mar- <laughs> Yeah, I don't think any of these jump out to me for Marvel Champions. Um, right away, I have to go look at, the, like, the sub-criteria for right. this, but, like, Ease of Play and Art Production, both went straight to United. Yes. I think we'll have to look at the other three. Okay. Uh, meaningful choice. That's also really tough. Um, that is not the wrong... Right. Actually, no, let's go with game immersion because I do have one um, very specific point that I want to make to go it. Go ahead. Is that um, comboing your cards and basing what you do off of the previously played cards is not a thematic thing it, as far as superheroes from what I understand. Compared to, to the to the two games, yes, yeah. it's not as thematic compared to Marvel Champions. Right. Because and here, um, this is going to go for me when it comes to we're talking about game immersion or meaningful choice. Uh, game immersion. And for me, on the game immersion side of it, I'm only playing one character in both these games. I feel more like the said character in Champions. Okay. And one of the big reasons why is that you can flip to your uh, alter ego side to yes. help you heal. Yep. So I playing both Peter Parker yes. or Spider-Man. Yes. Another thing that really fits me in the game immersion that I haven't mentioned yet and when it comes to like filling your character is the Ant-Man character. He actually can get big or yep. small. You actually unfold the card yep. and it becomes a larger card Which compared is to the thing brought to you by Transformers, the collectible <laughs> card game originally. But yes, but you have to admit that that feels thematic. It's silly. Yeah. It's silly yeah. But Ant-Man can grow, so yeah. no, I, I it become Giant-Man. I don't disregard it. Yeah, it makes sense. 
really it should be a normal size card and then folds to a half size. That's really what it should have been. <laughs> yeah. So the Ant Man side is, the, but the artwork actually works for the uh, the Ant Man side, and then sure. you flip it to the other side. You're, I think it's the Scott Lang. Uh, yeah, it's not the Hank Pam because nobody wants to touch that character. No. And then you unfold it, and it becomes Giant Man. So it really fits thematically in that aspect of okay. it. I do say Game Immersion goes to uh, Marvel Champions because okay. you feel more so. The player interaction, both of them work. I think player interaction for Marvel United plays better, but when it comes to memorable moments, yeah. I've had more. You're more memorable. focused on the mechanism. You're not worried about the superhero itself. Yeah. Yeah, because you could straight up role play. It's like, dude, Spider-Man, like wrap him up with something. Where are you? Yeah. What, what's wrong with you, Exactly. Man? So yeah. game immersion, I think, is champions. Okay. Agreed. Meaningful choice. This one's tough because you're, you're impacting your strategies when you're doing and then the bad things that are happening in Marvel United affect you, too. Yep. It champions, you're affecting other your strategy as well there. I do think when it comes to impacting other player strategies, that goes to United because we mentioned it earlier. When it okay. comes to that mechanism, your cards are also setting up what they're going to get on their turn. Okay. So you have to make sure you're setting something up right token-wise. Yeah, that's true. But then also the mechanisms make it a simpler choice. It's more arbitrary because you're you're. I don't with disagree you with you on that. Yeah. But so I don't know. That's that's tough. Um. I would say How well champions you wins meaningful other choice strategies significantly more in United. I agree with you on that. I say the meaningful choice goes to champions just for the simple fact that uh, impacting your strategy, as well as the arbitrary choices. See, I was thinking your long-term strategy. There's not much long-term strategy where, at least in Marvel United, you're playing a few turns out. Yeah, there is. The cards, there is long-term strategy when it comes to Marvel Champions. Because you got to think about the fact that if I play this card now, I won't have enough juice to play this bigger card later. So I do I want to pop this okay. card now? Like when I was playing the Hulk, yep. I had to be smart with my smashes. Okay. All right, so Marvel Champion then. So what does it come down to? Replay value. Replay value. Oh, goodness. Okay. Wow. I don't think it's ever been down to replay, replay value. value yeah. Okay. So let's just... We, we said length of time, scaling well, Marvel United wants that one. Yes, agreed. Minimum number of plays to get the full experience, I honestly think that's a wash. Okay. Because you have to learn every character in Marvel Champion as well as every character in Marvel United. Yes. How many villains are in United? Let's let's crunch the numbers. Let's figure this in out. In United? Yes. And in, in the base. In just the Marvel United base game? Yes. Three. Okay. How many... Is there, like, different other factors that, that can vary? Like, how many heroes do you have? Seven Okay. Marvel United. Depends. So, so 21 variations. The one I right? have is seven heroes. Yes. There's also, if you got it from Walmart, you had a different hero. If you got the Kickstarter, you got a different villain in the base game. So it, there's... But the same quantity, right? In a sense, I think. So 21 variations just, just that, by yeah. that alone. How many characters are in Champions? Starting with Champions, I, I'll have to look it up because I have so much stuff for that. Right. I could just in go in here. Game. Yeah, how many villains in, in that? Because those are really the biggest factors. And so in the base game, you have Iron Man, Black Panther... Uh, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I think it's only four in the base game because you add more as you're going along. Okay. 
And how so many it's Captain Marvels, and then you have Rhino and Ultron, and I think that's it. There's only two villains. That's it. I think in the base game, there's only two. Okay. So minimum number of plays is a total of eight to twenty-one. Yeah, I want to say it's. I can look at here. We can look at the. Yeah. So, oh no, there's five. Okay. In the base right here. Okay. Oh, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, She-Hulk, Iron Man, Black Panther. Yep. Okay. And then the villains, I think there's three or four, but there's also little stuff that you add as you're going along, too. Yeah, yeah, but that's... Because yeah, I know minor, for Rhino and... For sure, Rhino and um, Ultron are the two big ones. I think there might be one more in there. Okay, well, even with one more, it'd be 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, so 10 or 15 to 21. Just right. by that factor alone, minimum, minimum number of plays goes to United. Yes. And we said scaling well already went to United. Yep. So we don't even have to do expandability because... Which is would... probably champions. <laughs> yeah. But... And it would be close because United could integrate with X-Men. That's true. That's very true. All right. So with this being said, in a 3-2, to two, United is our favorite theme superhero game. There we go. All right. So Marvel United, congratulations, Simon, or Kaman, uh, however you pronounce it. Uh, we still don't know to this day. <laughs> and oh. going into the fan vote really quick, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel United was actually our third best vote getter. And let me just refresh really quickly just to make sure, but I think it's not going to change. Right. So actually it did. It's still third. It got one more vote, eight. Yep. And Marvel Champions was our number one vote getter yep. at eighteen. And, and I feel like that makes sense too, because if you're if you're at the point where you're willing to get into champions, you've already determined you're investing in it. Yeah. And it's harder to say that it's not as good. Like, I mean, in 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 our opinion, right? It's, yeah. It's like the Kickstarter problem. If I back to Kickstarter for two hundred bucks. There's a good chance I'm going to love that Kickstarter because I've already declared that I'm going to like it. I just remember there, there was one thing we didn't mention, but we should. What's that? And it would have been on honorable mentions if it was out. Dice Thrones Marvel. That's true. I'd probably, that'd probably be on my one of my honorable mentions because Mar- uh, Dice Throne is amazing. So, cool the- And then Illuminous said that we should try out DC Deck Builder. We could probably give it a try sometime for sure. So, there was something I wanted to check before we left. Okay. All right. So, here it is. Marvel Champions is ranked 37 on Board Game Geek. Which is roughly out of 100,000 games. <laughs> yeah. And Marvel Legendary is ranked 193. So, those are number one, number two. I wanted to see the votes. How many votes? How many votes? So, what is this? 14,000 yep. versus 21,000 rated this game. Wow. Four, uh, only 7,000 shy for a game that only came out two, right. three years ago. Right. And that's even to compare Marvel Dice Masters uh, Adventures vs. X-Men at 4,500. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so no, that, that was, that that was just sense. interesting. I was just trying to think about that because Marvel Champions is already higher than Legendary. Right. And I wanted to see the uh, the vote difference, the rating difference, how many people rated right. it. And But now also worth pointing out, though, Marvel Legendary a deck building villains came out two years later and that's like number six in the rank. Yeah. So that uh, that's another thing we need to talk about with people too on our thing. We I don't I haven't played the Marvel villain uh, the villain one, 
but we also don't argue the same basic game. So Legendary Marvel, a deck building game, plays. And don't tell me the other playing villains is the same basic game. It's not. It's it, the, yeah. It, or if it's not the same basic game, it absolutely is because of the fact that it's just the same system, just with the roles reversed. Another thing we do too is like if it's a series of game, nor um, we we do the Shim Phillips trilogies, Architects, yes. Paladins. We just choose those. one. Yeah. It's just because it's makes our life simpler and we're not arguing if three we of the same games. If we were arguing Azul, we'd combine it into the one. Yep. That's right. All but right. yeah, that, that being said, Marvel United, our best superhero-themed game. That's right, and rightfully so. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you, Illuminous, for tuning in, and Mario Fanatic uh, as well. Thank you for tuning that in. And, of course, once again, calling back to the beginning of the, the podcast, anybody from Minnesota or Ohio, <laughs> seriously, comment. We want to hear from you. But thank yeah. you so much for that. Uh if you ever want to join us on a live episode like Mario Fanatic or Illuminous did or any of our other friends, please, by all means, join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames. And subscribe. It helps us. It does. So you can see when we actually come online. We're on a day that we normally don't film on. Yeah. But we are today. As well as you can find all video re-uploads found on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform. Subscribe if you're not like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean. And if you ever want to comment with us directly or give us ideas for future episodes, email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. As well as you can also get in contact with us at our official Twitter account at EBG Podcast. And oh boy, that was a long one, but hopefully it was all worth it in the long run. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day's a good day for board gaming.